This is Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. This. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The Tweakies have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Tangents are kind of a big deal. It definitely wasn't tweaker. It was an IE. So uh, if you're joining us mid-conversation, we are not tweaking. Yes. No, but... We are remembering Buck Rogers in the the 25th 25th century. century. Yes. Uh, And the the drinking light is on, so... Oh, yes. One whole sip I've had, yes. It absolutely has to be. Uh, I'm about... Halfway through my going first to a convention with no children to take care of. Yes, that <laughs> lowered my alcohol resistance. Yes, it didn't challenge it in any way. <clears throat> cough, cough, drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why you weren't texting me back. Yeah. I get it. That, what? <laughs> Captain Morgan he, Black Label. He would text me at the that. end of the night, going, "Hi, babe, back in the room. Good night." <laughs> and then in the morning, I I'm would get. You had that much. Uh, I, I, would, I would get the up and rolling. Yeah. Is what I would get in the morning, up and rolling, and I'm like. That means I'm hiking up a yep. freaking hill with a backpack full of audio and computer gear, <laughs> and that's just about all I can coherently get down without like blowing a vein wow. or something. And then the one night I talked to him, he was outrageously pissed, and he was, I pissed. was hungry. He was pissed because it was like twelve o'clock at night. Yeah. And he left the convention hall like 12 minutes before sure. that and was walking and realized it's 12 o'clock at night. Everything's freaking closed and I'm freaking starving. And then it started to rain on him. <laughs> <laughs> it was like something out of a bad comedy. Oh, that's awesome. Literally, clap of thunder. <laughs> like, and I'm like, like, really? Really? <laughs> and, and this is what I'm hearing over the phone. Really? <laughs> and, and I'm like... Honey, if you need to go, yeah. <laughs> I need to go. I'm not sure we should have this conversation right now. Oh, that's hilarious. Because so, I had called him. So that. anyway, to yeah. set the stage. To set the stage. <laughs> welcome to the post duo convention, uh, casually hardcore. Yes. Where the uh, different viruses from the two different strains of con crud right. are currently joining together and mutating into something that I think is going to cause the zombie apocalypse. Could be. Could Check back next be. week. Yes. yes. Patient oh, zero and remember. zero point five maybe here at this right. table. Just just remember though, we wanted to have at least a twenty five day incubation period. Oh yes, of course. At least let's make sure. We that, want you know, to get global Put it into your uh, plague incorporated uh, app simulator. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and see which will work best. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so I'm the only one who will have nothing to say other than to mock all of you. Well, oh, yes, you can definitely yeah. do a lot but of mocking. We, we had a lot of mock yeah. worthy. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So, so to, for Dragon those, Con for, and PAX. For those of you playing the home game, right. mm-hmm. um, I attended my first 
and Alpha Geek Radio's first Dragon Con, mm-hmm. where I was doing the live streaming, recording, and podcast release of the podcasting track, which is the for and about podcasters section of the enormous con that Dragon Con turns out to be. Mm-hmm. And Grail and Daxa. Went to PAX again. Yeah. PAX Prime, baby. PAX Prime, uh, one more time. Games. It's just, it's all about it's games. It's all about the game. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. That's all it is. And yeah, well, yeah. I mean, eventually, drinking, and, though, at PAX is usually a means to not feel your feet. Yeah, It's usually, really the main yeah. goal you know, that you're going for. You know, there was one night uh-huh. where I self-medicated because my feet were getting yeah. so Yes, bad. absolutely. No, it is so sadly how old. I was actually getting to the point where I was taking a little leave in the morning just to get through the day. <laughs> just to get through yeah. the day through the day. Because yeah. it was pain. So I was, oh, yeah, I was so. already on the big horse. Doctor's a little limp. She needs to yeah. be tight. I know, pill. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Um, 800 milligram ibuprofen oh, yeah. for my yep. leg spasm thing. Oh, yeah. So I was actually kind of <laughs> thankful. So, and this huge jar of intense level ibuprofen. Like, yep, going to be eating those like candy. Oh, yeah. Crazy. So yeah. now I have to ask you guys, because mm-hmm. it was uh. the last year oh, of Triwizard. Try Wizard. Yeah. Yes. I have to ask how that was. Triwizard drinking tournament I was, for those of you. I was so excited it was for you to be able to lots go. lots of fun. It was, yes, it was lots of fun. I'm um, pretty okay with it being the last year, though, as well. Yeah, I'd have to say that Atlas is a pretty fun guy. So when he puts something together, he's hardcore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. very hardcore. The challenges for the previous years were insanely right. hard. Um, whereas you were going to be drunk by like the second bar. Yeah. No matter yeah. what you did, no matter you what could you minimize were going it, to be drunk but you were going to be feeling You're it. in the other person's yeah. hands usually. Yeah. 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 Well, a lot of that, and a lot of it was like hard liquor with hard liquor type mixes or stuff that really would get you going. You're glad you have to walk between bars. And, yeah. This yeah. one, I think also, and this is another thing that I commented on. It's like, you know, this is the seventh year. You'd think these bars that know it's coming, that have special drinks for it, before. Maybe staff more than two bartenders. Oh, if yeah. You know you're going to get 100 people every like hour in your bar, like a fresh group of 100 people that all want drinks. For three hours. For three hours straight, maybe staff right. more than two bartenders. Right. At least for those three hours. And there was like, I think three yeah. of the five or four bars we were mm-hmm. at, because we went to one twice, uh, had only two bartenders. So it wow. made the wait really long this time, yeah. which was really kind of frustrating. Because the whole point, I, I think the best part of it is to sit down with your partner that you're you're challenging and take do your drink, have a little talk, you know, commiserate, right. uh-huh. learn a little bit about the person. Yep. I mean, when you're in line, you're kind of not in the best of moods. Right. You know, any, first of all, lines can't. suck, period. Yeah. Yeah. Lines suck. And you try to make the best out of lines by talking to people, but that was just, yeah, it, was, so a, good. it was long lines. Mm. Actually, at one point, I talked to my... Uh, <laughs> I talked to my partner into doing a little table dance on top of the Yeah, <laughs> which almost got him kicked out of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so cool. Shout out to Paul, by the which way. Which is awesome because I was partnered with the house elf where we were like, you're the house elf. Aren't you supposed to be the DD? He's the- like, well, you got to be a little drunk to shepherd around drunk people. We're like... Okay. okay. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to get on the bar. And he's like helping him get up on this bar table. It's like, yeah. oh boy, you guys. You, 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 you have failed as a house elf. You have <laughs> Hufflepuff <laughs> failed. Okay. I mean, what do you expect? Right, it's right, right. Oh. So, well, it's a Hufflepuff. So, so they want, they just want people to get along. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this That's year. That's all Hufflepuffs want. Exactly. 
They, so this year, like uh, Dax was alluding to, so Atlas didn't actually put it together. He was there, and it was awesome to hang out with him. Yeah. But so the challenges were a lot easier, and the weight between. So like, I literally wasn't even buzzed by the end of the night. Well, because, oh. because it was such a grill like, does always stick to just the challenges yeah, and right. the water in between the Aguamenti um, right. challenge, which means you have to drink one water for every shot. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Whereas I, on the other hand, true. Don't really stick to that very No, closely. no, I have more drinks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I had more drinks than the challenges yep. I mean, it, required. I, I, we drank a I, few at the last bar, yeah. like two or three, but even that. But we even the Atlas was around yeah. at the last mm-hmm. bar, and we were saying yeah. our goodbyes and all that. You Plus, know, we so. took a couple people with us for the first time to it, so that was cool. Yeah, so Rebecca and Matt came with us, yeah. which nice. was awesome. Yeah. And they, uh, Matt they say hi, by the way. Did oh, good. good. Job. They both did a really good job. They did a good yeah. job, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it this, was cool. They were the uh, web designer and uh, that we'd met in the prior year. Well, no, really we met them our, several we years met ago. We met at the, uh, at the Eve, Eve, party. Eve yeah. Online mm-hmm. party. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Really, really nice people. Yeah. Great couple. Yeah. And then we met a lot of their friends this time that came with them. Yep. And a great oh. bunch of guys. Yeah. I mean, nice. They're, they're, they're really a pretty cool, cool group. Yeah. Um, awesome. But yeah, so like I was mentioning to Daxa afterwards, not only just the, the challenges change, but I'm also gotten to the point now that doing a four-hour walking and standing pub crawl before four days of walking and standing isn't as appealing <laughs> as it maybe once was. <laughs> the guy would just like to sit and have the yeah. Yeah. challenge. Like, Thank you. Know, it's going to be brutal enough over the four days of packs doing yeah. walking and standing that yeah. I don't know if I need to do that the night before. <laughs> So, I mean, you're, you're I, a, a nice yes, finding exactly. a bar, sitting down and drinking the night before, totally cool with that. Yeah, the walking. <laughs> but the walking and standing part, that's going to Oh, believe old. me, there were yeah. <laughs> there have been nights at conferences where it's like, no, no. There's no one no yeah. more walking. No, no. No. I just want to sit here and have them bring the drinks. Yeah. That's all I need. I don't even need dinner, just bring the drinks. Yep. Cuz that will ease the pain. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> This is to deaden the pain. So, so yeah. So, so I mean, there... it was it was a lot of fun. Right. Slytherin won this year. Yeah, they won a second they, year in a row yeah. for raising the most donations. But, I think overall it was like five thousand raised. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So now good. you guys left what day? We left on Wednesday. Wednesday. You left on yeah. Wednesday. Did that on Thursday? No, mys left on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. And um. I have to go. Okay. I go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and see. And see. So Nomai's left on Thursday yeah, while we were at the drinking tournament. So your uh, Dragon Con was four or three days? Four days. Okay. And it started Friday? Friday, Friday Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. And did you do any pregame for it on Thursday night? Um, Only in the sense of the... Yes, I did. <laughs> um... The on the on the network you may, you may notice a, a quaint little show called Night Attack. Oh yeah, um, formerly NSFW show on the Twit Network, now gone solo. So f- for the dinner that night, I ran into Justin Robert Young and went over to this really bitchin' Cajun place. Okay, um, had. Grits and shrimp and nice. Veronica Belmont like gave me half of her rack of ribs because it was yeah. enormous and they were oh my god <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the shrimp and grits right until I tasted one of until uh, I nibbled on one of Veronica Belmont's ribs nice mm. and I just wanted to say that live on the air because it's true yep and take it however you want <laughs> um, and of course right after that I said, okay come on up to the suite for the suite party because like, that's how these guys roll. So we trudged over to the Marriott, stopping at a car where we got 
the forty pack cubes of natural light. Oh, which apparently we were just we were just shuttling them up to the room that wasn't actually part of that that night's festivities. They had apparently a running joke about high quality beer. Um, so we were just acting as pack animals. But I was marching down downtown Atlanta streets, led by Justin Robert Young, who's currently in his rabbi beard phase. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, carrying a cube of natural light on my shoulder. Nice. Wow. Um, which made him even easier to recognize. We kept on getting stopped. You! Night attack guy! Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so I hung out in a suite at the Marriott for a while and had an interesting concoction beverage I've never had before, which is effectively beer with a very similar tomato-based mixture to Bloody Mary mix. Oh, yeah. Um, it had a, a proper name that was, uh, I've already forgotten. Huh. Um, and it sounds horrifying. Tasted great. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, and, it was, and the fact that it was made with yingling, which is the lager that I can't get ah. in Arizona, made it doubly mm. awesome. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I was at, by... The time the evening wore, and I was probably on a par with uh, Daxa, because um, <laughs> night attack. Um, yeah. So that that was my pregame. Was nice. That and getting settled into and shout out to the Geek IO podcast team who right. allowed me to set up my air mattress on their floor, and a you know, very late game scheduling of hi, can I yeah. like, help you pay for your room and crash here. Because I knew I wasn't going to be spending a whole lot of time there. So it would right. be unconsciousness and then return to right. streaming. Right, of course. Um, and or drinking tomato-based alcoholic beverages. Right. And they had gotten a room at the most deliberately hipster hotel I have ever seen. Really? Mm. This apparently is a branch of Weston Hotels okay. called Aloft or Aloft. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, Until you've set foot in one, you don't quite get it. They're uh. trying... So hard nice. to be the hipster hotel that I just I grinned every time yeah. I walked in. I'm like, wow, really, guys? Like, seriously, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> that and the, because they had the LED changing mood lighting. It was like staying in in a rave <laughs> <laughs> without awesome. without the good soundtrack, right? Um, so they had the the WXYZ bar and. It was just awesome. and, they, and this hotel apparently had been open for a good seven eight months, so it was right. reasonably new. They ran out of room keys. Wow! What? Learn <clears throat> to hotel. How do you run out of room keys? Well, the Sheridan, you know, the established hotel. Right. Weston's they, established. Too. Yeah. Well, they they ran out of hot wings over the weekend. And, At a con. And hash. And hash. And, and you know, anything corned beef related was gone. Yeah. Like, our Think friends, like, children. and this was like, like last day. This was like Sunday. This was, yeah. <laughs> so they made it through basically two, two days, days of the con before they started losing their food stores. <laughs> How yeah. Did, yeah. Learn to hotel. It, unbelievable. Yeah. For a hotel that size, one that's right next to the convention center that has done this for like 10 years. <laughs> Or, you know, a little less because they moved to the right, Washington right. State. But the still. at least had not been around. That long? Dragon Con, yes. This was, this their, was their first, first time, Con. yeah. But it's not like it's not an established chain that right. understands and can look around and ask their other hotels that have you know, the Westin. Yeah. A block away, we could see through our window. Mm-hmm. You know, ask them, what's it like here? Yeah. You know, how big is the Dragon Con thing? Oh, 
you've never seen nothing like Dragon Ball. Not only that, but it's not like room keys take up that much inventory space. <laughs> that, that one I was like, really? Yeah. How I mean, how many people like in the last week had to like walk off with their room keys for you guys to screw this up? Right. Um, and because they get the interesting, they are they are a rarer kind of room key. They're the NFC. Oh, okay. Actually, tap to open the door. Oh, cool. Keys. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a, a moment of really, guys. Really? Okay, then. Um, so yeah, that was my my pregame. Cool. Was the good Cajun food, Veronica Belmont's ribs, uh, interesting beverages, and hipster hotel in the face. Nice. So your first day. Well, actually, I mean, even before the first day. So we're gonna name oh. drop a little here. <laughs> oh, actually, let's let's start from it. Well, I, I, yeah, well, we're going to get mad first at, at Alaska Airlines because, oh, yes. well, first, totally my fault. Totally. I accidentally scheduled my flight for the wrong day. Oh, bonus. And <laughs> found that out the night before when I was looking about our reservations and went, oh, my God, I scheduled our my flight to leave the week before. So called up Alaska. They were like, oh, well, this is good news. We can credit you the return flight because we had to cancel the whole trip. I'm like, cool. They're like, but we got to charge you for the their flight. Because it already happened. was as much as the entire plane ticket. So it's like, yeah, you get to play yeah. double pay tickets. Great. Actually, we only got to pay once because mine was free. Hers was, yeah, so we yeah. basically ended up paying what it would cost to have two of us fly there. My fault, my bad. Get up, so this was really late at night. We're stressed out. So now, you know, obviously don't sleep that much. Mm-hmm. Get up to go to the flight, which is at 6 in the morning. We get to the counter because we're like, we're going to check a bag. We get to the counter 39 minutes before the flight takes off, and they say, you can't board. You have to check in before 40 minutes, and you're now moved to the next flight. Mind you, it was 39 minutes <sighs> because the fir- person in front of us was arguing with them about yeah. the fact that he couldn't get on the flight because he wasn't there. 40 minutes right. previous. But for him, he was there 40 well, minutes. He well, he was there. Married. Like, literally, we all just got there at the same time, so yes. they had to tell everybody in line. And I was like, how do you guys not have riots every time you have a flight? Right. And they're like, well, other lines, airlines do this. I'm like, no, no they don't. No, they never have. We looked it up. Yeah. They don't. They don't. So that was really annoying. And then, so they were like, well, we can put you on standby for the next flight, or you can confirm your seat for $25 uh-huh. per ticket. It's like... So we're thinking, okay, st- how many seats do you have available? Okay, we've got 20 seats available. Okay, so stand by. You've got 20 seats available. There's at least 20 people behind us that I can guarantee you we're supposed to be on the right. 6 o'clock mm-hmm. flight. So we pay our 25 bucks. 50 bucks for the right. whole thing. Mm-hmm. And get on the stupid flight. So we ended up getting to the airport, you know, 5 our in the morning. was booked because I was right. right. All those people behind yeah. us. So it was a full mm-hmm. flight, you know, pain mm-hmm. in the butt. But we managed to get there. So, yeah, a little annoyance with Alaskan <laughs> Airlines on that one. Yeah. Nonetheless. <laughs> uh, so we have learn to airline and learn to, to hotel. Yeah. Learn to, yes, yeah. yes. It's a recurring theme yes. here. <laughs> so that was day one. So day two, we go and get our media badges because mm-hmm. that's when they open it up. And they don't give you a lanyard. And we're like, what the hell? For the normal humans at Dragon Con, yeah. they didn't give out lanyards either. Well, they they did it this year at PAX. They had just gigantic bins set up. Oh, you and you could one. just grab one. But the day before, you weren't in the convention center, right. so you can get to them. So mm-hmm. we're like, well, this is really odd. I don't really just want to walk around with a badge in my pocket because yeah. that could go really bad, badly. Really bad. Um, so we're looking around. We get back to the convention center, mm-hmm. and I'm outside because the reception's pretty good. And I'm looking up the media website like, well, maybe there's 
there's something on there about where we should go. Daxa goes inside. and so, Yeah, so I walk inside, and I'm like, well, maybe they're, they're in the general area. You know that for the, for the normal pickups. For the, yeah, for the normal pickups. So I walk inside, and then I see this guy, and I'm like, I know that guy. That's Jerry. <laughs> he puts on this whole con thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is his deal. He would know where lanyards are. So I go up to him, and I'm like, hey, Jerry, um... Don't want to bother you, but I was just wondering, you know, we didn't get lanyards with our media passes and, you know, we were very protective about them. And do you know where I could get some lanyards? He's like, absolutely. Follow me. And I'm like, okay, give me one second. Let me get my husband. So I go outside the door and girl's busy looking at his thing. And I'm like, dude, come on. And I'm like, you don't warn him. No, I'm like, dude, come on. And he's all like, wait. And I'm like, no, come come on on now. So he comes inside, and Jerry was awesome, and we go into the yeah. elevator with Jerry's because he's going to take us upstairs. Yeah. So we got a little back-end preview of the setup because everything, obviously, was still under construction. Gotcha. Get to the exhibition hall. He's like, well, worst comes to worst, I'll give you the lanyard I'm saving for my wife. That's how nice I am. I'm like, well, really, that's how nice your wife is. <laughs> he's like, that's a good point. <laughs> so, he, uh, so we ended up getting lanyard. So it was cool to talk to. So that was Tycho. So we got to chat with him for a bit. Left there, went back to the Sheridan. We're hanging out because uh, we were supposed to meet friend of the show. No, that was the second. We met Ragok the first night. Gotcha. Second night, we were just waiting for Triwizard. We were waiting for Triwizard. Um, and we get uh, Dax, I think, noticed on Twitter that Gabe uh, or Mike, Mike was going to be doing a demo of Thornwatch, his new their, role-playing their game. game. Uh-huh. Uh, in the b- lobby of the Sheridan. So we're like, tabletop game. Cool, let's right. go check like, that out. Get down there. So we go down. Yeah, because, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, been, I've been following his whole video mm-hmm. on Thornwatch, and it sounded like an amazing card game. Like, mm-hmm. Card role-playing card game. Card role-playing mm-hmm. game. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of card games, but yeah. this one sounded like something I would play. Yeah. So, so I'm like, cool. oh my gosh, he's going to demo it. Let's go down and see it. Yeah, so we get down there, and there was a little bit of a, a group around him, and he's demoing four people through, and he plays through it, and we watch, and we're talking, and doing stuff, and then they're like, well, I got time before my panel that I have to go do for PAX Dev to do one more, so I jumped in a game with that, mm-hmm. and so I was able to... Awesome. Because Daxa had an appointment uh, to get her game face on for the Triwizard, right. a la makeup, so <laughs> I ended up sitting down and being able to play through just a, a quick kind of combat demo of the play system with... With, uh, Mike actually running it, so that was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. really sweet. And then we both got invited because we have, I happen to be following Thornwatch's email list. Mm-hmm. Got an invite saying, "Hey, if you're in, if you're going to PAX, you have a PAX badge. We're doing closed play tests for Thornwatch, where we're going to do a full scenario and like actual role playing and all that stuff with it. If you want to try to get in one of the open slots, sign up. So I signed us both up." And we both got into it. Sweet. Yeah, so cool. I was able to attend that with uh, one of the enforcers who's been there forever running it. And it was uh, really, really a good game. A lot of fun for role play. So it was kind of yeah. surreal the whole time. You know, we were thinking that everything was going to be just a disaster because it yeah. started out being a disaster. Right, the whole flight. And then, the whole and flight then karma. And then karma. Served up yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, it uh, started with away. Jerry. Everything giveth, from. Giveth, giveth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everything from the point we made, met Jerry at. at uh, for the lanyards, for mm-hmm. the lanyards, everything went amazing. Like we yeah. had such a blast the entire time. So yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. So it was good. Yeah. So we were able to, uh, you know, uh, 
getting a little bit of gaming in mm-hmm. than the before the actual con itself. Con itself. Yeah. So that was our Neat. most of our pregame. Uh, it was awesome, of course, to see uh, Ragok as well. Mm-hmm. Went to a sushi place that has a little conveyor belt sushi oh, place. Oh, those are fun. Oh, those, are, oh, yeah. those can be good. Yeah. It, was it, good. Was good. it was good. It was really good. It was fun. It was recommended because he's like, I don't know anything downtown. We're like, well, we don't have a car this time, so we need you to come downtown. <laughs> come on down. So we just yeah. happened to have it recommended by a coworker of his, and it ended up being really good and fun time hanging come out with him down. as well. Yeah, he he has a he has a motorcycle now, so yeah. it's really nice looking motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cruiser. So, have you described your experience at Dragon Con? Or have we been focusing We've on We've gone to tax? the first We've night. Gotten We've gotten through all the pre-game. Okay, okay. So, first night on the ground, uh, and which for you, so me, was Night Attack um, Sweet Party, and you was... Uh, Triwizard. 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 Mm-hmm. Night before, yeah. Great and pictures at Triwizard. My volunteer badge was delivered to me, so uh. I have no special... Um, bad Stories right. other than it was <laughs> delivered to me, so <laughs> oh, I'm good. Mine, mine yeah. came with a lanyard because apparently you get a special yellow oh, lanyard, cool. so you can be spotted easily in a crowd. So I'm like, oh, I well, see. I feel like a unique and special. Oh, look, there's more that have it. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> there's more people that have it. Okay, fine. Right. Yes. <laughs> so well, but the volunteer is the is the come and ask me stuff because you're a volunteer, so you know what's going on, right? Pretty much. Yep. Um, within your little ballywick of whatever track you're on, I, I, and understanding, I, I'm coming to know, you know, the layout of DragonCon, and I. You mean the the insanity of the layout of DragonCon? I've seen a sliver mm-hmm. of DragonCon. The scale of this beggar's description. It's four major hotels. We're talking about major hotels. These ones you go inside, and they're the cavernous. Huge inner towers that go up like 50 stories mm-hmm. with layers of atriums where there's something going on, and then they have the grand exposition halls, which I didn't get anywhere near. Mm. The, the world's fair humanity. quality, it's, yeah, uh, it's up there, but it's well organized, good, but it's still a hell of a lot of people, mm. yeah, yeah, and it is reasonably spread apart because these you know, are all a block or two away from each other. Um, but you can get you know from the airport right to in front of one of the main menus on rail. So getting to and from is pretty trivial, even if you don't you know rent a car. And actually, renting a car would probably fantastic, stupid, because and would be ridiculous. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and they have the habit trails, which are the covered walkways <clears throat> oh, okay. going between in all between the hotels. The hotels. Which uh. the longer you stay, you start to learn. Okay, where these are actually connecting. Yeah. yeah, there's a third floor habit trail. From the outside, you're like, okay, I see that these exist, but when you're inside the hotel, it's not at all. How do I get yes. to it? Yeah, yeah. this not hotel, evidence. you go to the seventh floor. And this one, you go to the parking garage, and then go to the fourth. Floor and you just, you just had to pick that up, and by the last day, I was finally figuring out the habit trails. Nice. So in future years, I'll get around a little bit. Nice. Better. So to give you an idea, though, of the the scale of this, on on the one evening that we actually had like phone conversation, mm-hmm. which was when he was truly irritated <laughs> that the night, hungry night, awesome. the hungry night. He had been he'd been doing the podcast track all day, and at midnight, he was kicked out of the room, and he had to be out of the room. Because the BDSM track was coming oh, in yep. to the room, and we were we were and it late. was a track. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so Dragon Con really does have someone something for everybody. All it's, embracing. It's like, nice. oh wow, the spread and spectrum. So and yeah. it started it, at midnight. At midnight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And apparently latest, they had some setups. No, too. We had. Yep. The Crazy. latest one we put on was uh, Cord Killers went on at 11.30 due to various scheduling weirdness. 
one night in the Marriott. That was our one one our one show from the Marriott. Um, was Court Killers at eleven thirty at night? Hmm. That was the night of uh, Captain Morgan Black. Ah. Um, mm. Did you mix it with apple with uh, orange juice and pineapple juice? No, I took a double shot straight and Went apparently have earned my place in infamy for doing it because double shot straight and that was infamous. Yeah, seriously. Apparently, well, this is hundred proof. Not that much. Yeah, dark yeah. rum. Which yeah, is a decent amount. It was more. It was more of a, a moment of where Brian Brushwood. And Bonnie, his wife, were passing this back and forth yeah. between them, saying, "You drink it, no, you drink it." And I just walked up, and grabbed it, and said, "Kids!" And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, ah! <laughs> So I did the mic drop with the empty plastic cup. Nice. And then Brian got the chant going, "How fucking!" I'm like, "Okay, I've arrived." Yes. <laughs> My people. Oh, I, need, I need to go sit down now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, Brian was drinking a Coors Light. He said, like, give me some of that water. I need to wash this time. <laughs> Bring oh. me some pineapple juice, man. Yeah. Well, we, this needs to, this, that badly needed to be a boat drink. Yeah, mm. well, when Gnomewise and I were in California, we we did, <laughs> we did got tired of being kind of out and about. And we said, you know what we never get to do because we have children? Hmm. Sit down with each other. And drink copious amounts when we know we're not going to drive and like watch TV and talk. Yeah. Oh my God, we never get to talk. We always just. So we stopped at the grocery store on the way back to our hotel that had a full kitchen. Mm-hmm. Nice. And picked up a whole bunch of stuff on the way back. We got deliberately uh, boat drinky stuff. We got yeah. Malibu black, Malibu, Malibu dark, Malibu dark, pineapple orange. It was juice. pineapple and orange juice together yeah. in the in the mix, and we yeah. took that and made boat drinks out of it. And watched the and director's cut of Blade Runner. Yep, awesome. and <laughs> talked to each other. Awesome. And, and Barry V in the in so. the IRC. No, uh, due to the special magic of conventions, I did not immediately fall asleep. Yeah, no. isn't that weird? Right, right. It's a special, it's, it's just kind of a... It uh, wasn't a moment where no more. You know what, I think it's the adrenaline, though. You're so excited to be there, and you want to see all these things, and it just keeps you going. <sighs> I just had to hork my gear back to my hotel room. Well, <laughs> we figured out that there's a stark difference between Dax's awareness, or I guess readiness, and my readiness. Like, oh, my God. I am very, like, I wake up in the morning, it's like, it's go time. We're Seriously? going to the con, we're doing stuff. Dax is like, uh, uh. But then the flip side is, at night, it's like... <laughs> I'm beaten from doing the con all day. I'm tired. And she's like, we got all these parties we got to go to. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, save your energy. Oh, God. (laughs) So, yeah. Dax is saving her energy for the party. Yeah. We figured out probably next time it's going to be like, I just go in the morning and then Dax will go to the parties at night and we'll meet up and it'll work a little better. (laughs) You won't be as frustrated. (laughs) I have a girlfriend. You know the girlfriend who came for the water balloon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's great. I have a girlfriend. She's she's phenomenal, but she and I used to go to DEF CON together every year. And she did the same thing. She's like, save your energy. Right. No, no, save your energy. We're not done. You got 20 minutes? Take a nap. Yep. Get, Get ready. And we would start... At 10 o'clock at oh, night. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what times the party and starts. And we would eh? go and go yeah. and go. There was and not a moment at three... Dragon Mountain something was not going. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's 3, 4 in the morning, and you're like, well, we should go to bed right. probably. <laughs> and and that, the part that you learned, though, yeah. was that the parties are where 
you build the connections with the people mm-hmm. that you're gonna run into on the floor and the, the next people you're day. really gonna yeah. like and the people that you're gonna want to know wanna later see again. and you're gonna want to exchange cards with. and you're yeah. gonna but, do all as we found out when you get invites to the party is by talking to the people on the floor yeah. <laughs> right exactly. so it's a right. very circular relationship yeah, that right. happens absolutely <laughs> but you gotta be cool to get the invites yeah. to the parties absolutely it's, it's, it's very much a it, and sometimes it takes years of going to the conventions mm-hmm. to actually build those relationships where you start getting those invites yep. we regularly. Have a funny or you just story walk up to the guy situation. and you go, I love your game. And he goes, oh, really? Do you? Come and to the I party. go, no, I really love this game, game and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh my God, you do love the game. Here is a private invite. Okay, cool. You don't do it by kissing up and specifics about the game and tell them that you know what you're talking about. No, there was a lot more to that story. Oh yeah, we'll get into it. Was like, yeah, we'll get it so there's it. a lot more. Yeah. Was there a bromance? There's a little bromance. Yeah, there's, there's a little bromance. bromance. Yeah. All right. And on that cliffhanger, <laughs> yes. we'll take a quick break, rest our poor strained voices. You are listening to Casually Hardcore's post duo con edition show live on alphageekradio.com. And we shall return right after this musical interlude. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Tom Merritt from the Daily Tech News Show, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
and that's what happens when I step away from the keyboard for too long. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Elf Geek Radio, and we're talking about that was so convention short. experience. <laughs> hey, I forgot how short that song Yep. Was. <laughs> oh, well, we got much to say anyway. Yes. So the first day, Dragon Con-wise, uh, I pretty much saw the inside of the podcasting room. Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> um, there was a crap ton to do. They had it scheduled, you know, one-hour panels with a half-hour break between them. Um, so my, most of my experiences were centered around the Hilton. Okay. Um, with the Sheraton and the Marriott, and I forget which other. There was another center where all the vendors were. I forget the name of it. Um and most of my time was spent around the Hilton Sis where the podcasting track lives. Nice. So you can listen to the fruits of my labors. All of it's been published to the uh, Alpha Geek Radio RSS feed. Just go to the site, click on shows, and if you click on the link on the Alpha Geek Radio show description, it'll take you right to the list. Or you can just subscribe to the... Where'd your chair go? It's out in the hallway. I haven't got it back in yet. <laughs> I needed to move it so people could get out during just the break. Um, or I'm worried about locking people in here. There isn't actually like facilities in this room. This is not up to fire code. <laughs> exactly. Whatever was your first... So, right. If there's a fire here, I'm just jumping over all of you. Yeah, yeah. That's the rule, right? Exactly. Out the doggy door. That's out the what doggy I'm doing. door. Yeah. There you go. Something along <laughs> Um... So you can either subscribe to the RSS feed for yeah. Alpha Geek Radio or just head on over to uh, the show's cool. page, click on the link, and they're all listed there. The um, Yeah, he came home, and I knew he wasn't done posting. Oh, God, no. Because he sat down, pulled out the laptop, and immediately started editing. Right. <laughs> and I was like, baloney, he doesn't You're edit. not done, right? <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> he edits because he starts early and he ends late, so he wants to make sure it's on time. Oh, yeah. There was a crap what did he, ton of content. What, did he I bullshit bet. you and say he doesn't edit? <laughs> no, totally edits. <laughs> Usually the beginning and the end. The Some of the highlights to go and listen to that were tons of fun. Um, if you're into uh, all grown-up uh, language and um, content... The Night Attack live episode uh, delivered as usual. Good. Um, adult late night entertainment of, of its rare and strange type, including uh, Justin Robert Young's mom. Ah. Who was awesome. Awesome. The Very cool. Dad's Garage, you would have loved because Lucky Yates uh-huh. and uh-huh. Amber Nash. Yeah. From Yeah. From Archer. Uh, Archer. Yeah. yeah. Um, the there's a local improv group called Dad's Garage. Okay, and they also do a podcast, and they came did a live episode, um, as part of the podcasting track. Nice, along with one of the voice actors from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay, who did the Christmas Tree Guy, Amaris? Oh, uh, he's one of the. Aliens. I don't remember yeah. the Christmas Tree Guy. No. He, was, he was one of the the Moon and Nights. Oh, oh cool. the Moon yeah. yeah, those were cool. And the quad also <laughs> Mark Mir, uh, voice of Male Shep from Mass Effect. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Showed up for that panel as well. Oh, cool. Wow. Um, Very cool. That one was lots of fun. I bet. I bet. Seeing, sitting there, hearing Krieger's voice coming out of a dude's mouth is really freaking weird. Yeah. Pam's a little bit easier to digest. Cause right. Pam, she, she doesn't... Krieger's more like Lucky Yates' real voice. Right. Um, 
Pam, Amber, she she Pams it up a bit. So yeah, of course. Not character all the time. You, yeah. But it was still, uh, they were really funny and lots of fun. Good. Um, Five Truths and a Lie was a lot of fun. They had the, uh, it's a podcast where they have people come out. It's a storytelling podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like the old Liars Club. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have six people come up and tell a story. Right. And one of them's the liar and the you're going to try and figure out. But they had... NPR uh, does that. Yeah. Garrett Wong from Star Trek Voyager. Right. Mm-hmm. They had Grant Imahara from recently, uh, formerly of Mythbusters. Right. Uh, they had Eddie McClintock, uh, the male lead from Warehouse 13. Okay. Uh, they had the... <coughs> I forgot her name, but uh, one of the female leads from the U.S. version of Being Human. Oh, okay. Um, and an author who I have no memory of and didn't recognize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I can't remember who the sixth person was. I think that was all six. So they were a little rushed because they, they were the reason why we were... It was Night Attack followed that one. Right. Mm. They and Five Truths and the Lies started late. Ah. Because Garrett Wong got lost on his way to the room and... Gotcha. Even when they wound up starting without him and then we got to do the... As a crowd, you're late. When right. Was kind of fun. But it also meant... They ended late. Yeah. So Night Attack started late, and it was a whole cluster. And yeah. The people who run Dragon Con are very militant about... Time. You... We... It's not our fault you started late. Right. We're not clearing this room any later than scheduled. Because, right. Because, well, we have a fire marshal wandering around this building, randomly checking every minute of every sure. day. And we never know when he's going to show up. And we are not going to be the ones responsible for a citation. Right, so right. you're done. You're done. So they wanted me having, having to rush it a bit, but it was still a lot of fun. And the, the, some of the stories that were told that turned out to be true yeah. were rather epic. Cool. Um, that's always the cool part. Yeah. The yeah. ones that turn out to be true, and you're like, that's so, obviously a, a lie. Yeah. There's no way that's There's true. true. Yeah. People are that dumb. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. Um, so Night Attack and uh, Dad's Garage and Five Truths and a Lie. Um, those are some of the the stars of, of the... But really, there's a, a ton of good content in here. Um, Fantasy Sports League, which I think you, yeah. should, you should try that out. You would dig it. Okay. It's basically mm-hmm. ESPN-style sports casting. Okay. Uh, like, like Sports Night. Right. Uh-huh. But for a completely fictitious league. Nice. With kind of a vaguely described game that they play. Yeah. And they're making it up on the fly <laughs> with, with some very So they're improv and, and with audience participation like they had at DragonCon, they take it to the next level because the audience members really get into it. Wow. And Interesting. Start, you know, so, so you know, what about that uh, Cyberman controversy? I mean, they brought the special team on. You know, the, the Scaro exterminators brought in the special team of uh, Cybermen right. who effectively won the game and they just go off on these tangents and <laughs> completely made it, but you can draw from whatever. So they um, pulled in there from Stargate and Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Well, Stargate, that was one of the big reveals of this episode, but they always talk about who gets eliminated from the league and who is brought and who is promoted into the league. Yeah. Ah. And they were talking about in their after show that they're going to draw on the Stargate universe for their fictional team that they're going to add for the ah. season. Got it. Um, so we're going to have an O'Neill. Right. It'll and we're going to have a Carter. It'll be whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. This is all improvised on the spot. <laughs> you know one of the opposing teams is the Gould. Who knows? No. And the Ori. Ah, yeah. they could just be some from some other show, random show. You know, they yeah. had the, the Los Angeles Guardians of the Galaxy were added nice. recently. And they had the the, Feder- the um, 
San Diego Federation or the San Francisco Federation nice. got eliminated <laughs> from the league last. Gotcha. They, they go, they just just go and nerd out in this fantasy football esque right. framework, but it's done as a sports cast. That's cool. That's pretty it cool. Is, it's, Creative, it's much fa- uh-huh, much funnier absolutely. and more fun than I am describing. Nice. And I didn't get it either until I saw an episode. Like, yeah. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. Um, so FSL Tonight Live is another good one to go look up from from the feed. Cool. Um, but yeah, just just read the descriptions and and pop in for whatever you like. Um, it was all lots and lots of fun. Cool. And only and only occasionally emotionally draining and, right. and tiring. <laughs> Never I just happened to catch him at the bad point, yeah. apparently. If you keep adding... There was a thunderstorm following me through the... <laughs> no, seriously. And I needed food. So, Elf needed food badly. However, later that night at the Speaking landmark, of which, I have food for you. The gauntlet thing had a inflatable... We got an inflatable turkey leg, turkey leg or something. Yeah. From... <laughs> <laughs> Elf from gauntlet food. Elf, yes. shop the food. Yes. Yes, yeah. he did. Yes, he did. We'll go on to that later. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm winning. Um, <laughs> so, but I did... I went to the, one of the few places. It was like a, a two-block walk from my hotel, but that was open late night. Has 24-hour services. A place called the Landmark Inn or Landmark Diner, and I had God's bacon. God's bacon. It was just. Was he I, mad I that you took the, it? I went in there and I got just got ordered a BLT with fries. Yeah. Very strong drink, and I was going to eat and trudge back to my hotel. Right. And crash. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the fact that I had not had lunch that day, and it was freaking twelve thirty at night. It's the best seasoning. And mm-hmm. yeah, hunger was, but this bacon and this BLT I was like, ha oh, uh, Why can't all bacon be like this? Oh uh, wow! Um, and the tomatoes were beautiful and fresh. So, so whatever short order cook was working the graveyard shift at the landmark. Took that pity night, on you. Thank you for that BLT. Nice. <laughs> As it was, I'm, I'm, I'm I got a text later that said, I've eaten, I'm much better now. There you go. <laughs> I, you know, I, I sent you, I'm feeling so. better about the universe now. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, so we cool. have a, speaking of food, we have a, a new donut shop <laughs> that you guys need to try at some point. This is a okay. national chain, so some of you out there may have it. It's called the Fractured Prune. Hmm. Weird name for a donut weird, shop. Weird, weird name for a donut shop. They make all of their donuts fresh. So it's a big version of the donut robot that I showed you at Pike. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which we had again. Yeah. Had to have again. Big version of those. So the, the take, robot. Cake donuts, but they're fantastic cool. cake donuts. Hmm. And they have every glaze you can possibly imagine. Every, so every topping you can possibly imagine. So they customize each donut. Oh, that's cool. For so your order. What do you so, think I made as my first order? Bacon maple. Bacon maple. We had a uh, maple glaze bacon topped donut. Well, yeah. Um. Then we made, this last weekend, we made a honey-glazed bacon-topped donut, which was also very yummy. We had a raspberry with chocolate sprinkles, okay, so raspberry yeah. glaze with chocolate sprinkles. We did the, the orange-sickle, which is orange glaze with powdered sugar okay. on it. We did, so we basically we tried, but you a can, it, it gives you a whole variety to choose from. And a fresh-made co- gourmet donut. Totally worth it. Warm. Interesting. Everything hot from the... Oh, my goodness. It's so wow. amazing. That's interesting. Um, but definitely one donut. Only one. Just they're, one. They're rich. They are... And it's not that they're heavy. Yeah. It's that they're rich. Mm. You get through one of them and you go, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> That's sure. okay. I don't and, need any more. And then when I sit there and go, yeah, I'm good, <laughs> you know you're in good shape. <laughs> Seriously. So you're... First day, so you've we've, you've done your pregame and now you're in the first day of actual con. Yep. Right. Yep. What do you got? 
Or uh, do, you have, do you have coherent memories? Yeah. No, yeah, we no, actually no, yes. we wrote we took notes. Yeah. Um, awesome. But yeah, it was memorable. And my notes are back at uh, the house. Oh, that's good okay. job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I took notes. notes. So, but I mean, the first day was memorable because it's the only day where media you go in a little early to the ah, floor. Right. Helps a lot. So, which was still for the amount of trouble we had to go through to get these patches. There still was a lot of media. There, there. still was a lot. Of that media, line yeah. was. Good 200, 300 people. Yeah, it was still for media only. Um, it tells you the level of demand. If but yeah, shades exactly. down the list is two, three hundred. Absolutely. So we we get in there, and this was a year we didn't really have a clear cut like we definitely want to go see this game. So we're kind of like, oh, let's let's feel it out. Let's see where we go. And we wandered over. We looked at Evolve real quick, which is the new one by 2K Games, mm-hmm. where it's it's co-op 4v1. competitive, so it's four people on one side fighting a giant monster who's controlled by a fifth player. And so it's the four, the little hunters 4v1. versus the ma- massive monster. Right. It has almost a MOBA-like leveling system for the monster where it gets levels and puts points to different powers. Grail's and, not allowed to play the monster. So <laughs> it, was, it looked We'd really sweet. Win. Yeah. And there's a gigantic <laughs> model of it, like oh, it dominating awesome the, the exhibition yeah. hall. Uh, but it was totally full. So we're like, eh. That's where a lot of people were. So we kind of wandered after that and then ended up at the Warner Brothers booth Mm -hmm. because the first thing that caught our eye was Gauntlet Gauntlet. because our son loved Gauntlet. Uh, It was coming back. We kind of wanted to check it out. But they also had the Shadow of Mordor there, which is the new Lord of the Rings game that Mm. is completely different from any of the other Lord of the Rings games in that this one, instead of you playing as Gandalf or... Uh, Aragorn or whoever, uh, you're actually playing as a ranger pre-Lord of the Rings who's set along the Black Wall just trying to make sure the orcs are staying in check. Orc party comes, murders your family, kills you. You're dead. A spirit of vengeance, though, decides, well, maybe you shouldn't be quite dead yet. I need your body because we're going to carry out some vengeance on the orcs. And the game's play is a lot like Assassin's Creed in that you're spending a lot of your time kind of sneaking around trying to figure out which of the orc command structure you need to eliminate next to get basically move the plot along and the whole nemesis system they have put in place is that anytime you fight an orc and they happen to get away they carry like scars from the battle so if you burn them during the battle they're now afraid of fire and take more damage from it or will run um, if you die, you never really die in the game. You get reset because you're already dead. But during the time when you're dead, feel fine. structures, the, the command structure of the orc armies may, may switch. switch. Yeah. Like somebody may decide, well, I'm a better war chief and kill off the current war chief. Um, they gain mm-hmm. levels. They get better abilities. You have orcs like I was like, okay, I'm going to it started us off the demo I was playing started off midway through the game. So I'm like, ah, I'm going to pick this orc leader. I'm going to try to disrupt his power structure. He had two main bodyguards. I'm going to go after one of the bodyguards who I knew about. So I was going after him. Little did I know, the other bodyguard decided to start hunting me. And so as I'm just getting into where I'm about to kill this guy, he shows, the other bodyguard shows up and is like, ha-ha, I'm here to kill you. He starts throwing these poison spears, and it's this huge fight breaks out. Uh, but gra- the reason you started, you you went after one of the bodyguards versus going after the war chief is because his fear was uh, fear of betrayal. Right. So we were going to go – you were going to go after the bodyguard to turn the bodyguard because yeah, you can you possess, can tur- you can possess them, them yeah. and turn him so his fear would be a greater fear and then you'd have a better advantage to take over. And you would basically mechanic. fulfill his fear yeah. and – 
It yeah. was crazy. I mean, they had mounts in the game, uh, lots of different abilities on your ranger. You could use this like spectral bow. You had like poor swords and stuff. Um, graph really responsive. I mean, it was Gorgeous. definitely the game where I was like, I was kind of interested in it. Played it was like, wow, that's like a must buy. It was that good. It was an amazing. It was really game. really fun to play, and I was playing it for so long. That, like the guy was like kept going like ah, blah blah blah, do this do that's, that, yeah. and then like another guy came over. It's like uh, you got to let other people play at some point. I'm like okay, I'll wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, but the other guy, so, the the guy teaching yeah. uh, Grill how to play, he was just like yeah. keep going and do this and do that, and so yeah. he was really excited. He was really into it. So. Was he one of the people staffing the booth? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't this random? No, 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 no. He was the guy who brought me over. He's talking right. you yeah. through how to do the stuff because, awesome. like I said, they're like we were in sure because we didn't want to demo it too early in the game because you don't get to see everything then. Right. But demoing this later, you kind of have to have some skill because if not, you die a lot. And I definitely was dying a lot. Exactly. Um, yeah. So while he was doing that, I went. I was in the <clears> same booth checking out Gauntlet, um, which you know we've played with. Aridin, our son, since he was really little, so it's one of the games that we like to play as a family, because um, Aridin is, uh, yeah, he's a thief. He's a little bit of a thief, so we have to teach him not to steal all the gold, <laughs> eat all the food. <laughs> so, but it was a really cool game, so I wanted to see it. But unfortunately, um, what was happening is the game was uh, blank screening out. Yeah, it was dying hmm. for some reason. Well, I found out that it was dying because. So even though they don't want you to know, we were playing it on an Xbox. It was ah, an Xbox. Right. That was in a cabinet, an enclosed cabinet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Overheating. Yes. Morons. Yes. <laughs> right. It was basically like a treasure, a huge treasure box that they had it completely shut off and locked in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was not going to work. So finally when they took it out and put it and left the the box open. Let it breathe. Let it breathe yeah. a little. It was fine. Yeah. So we actually went to play it. Yeah, we Grandma played it. Was it was a one it. or a 360. I don't remember. I think it was I a 360. I don't remember. But I could be wrong. They, they put a thing over it so you couldn't see it, but I saw them moving yeah. in. I'm so. pretty sure it was a 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, they only have announced it so far to be on PC. Gotcha. So it's coming out on Steam. You can download it there. You can, of course, hook an Xbox controller up to your computer, play it that way. Uh, but it was four-player co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a big promotion there where they had a lot of, like, kind of the con personalities playing on different teams to win a championship belt. So yeah. uh, Tycho and Gabe were involved. Uh, Scott Kurtz was involved, was involved in yeah. it. Some of the music acts were involved in it. So that was interesting. But we were playing. We got to play it uh, pretty briefly, probably about five, ten five minutes. minutes yeah. uh, I was playing on the Elf. You were playing the Valkyrie. I was playing the Valkyrie. And it was cool. I mean, it was back to... You know, gauntlet type gameplay. You run around, shoot the crap out of everything, shoot the food. Turbo jun- dungeon uh, crawler. <laughs> yeah. shot the food yeah. and then got his little hands left for I it. got chastised by the no, guy who was showing it. It's like, don't shoot the food. I'm like, sorry, dude. I'm just shooting my arrows everywhere, man. <laughs> Things are dying. So we played through that. It was it fun. Was fun though. It was good. It was definitely a party type game. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be not so fun to play alone, but you get four people, especially four people local. I think that would really make a big difference yeah i think uh, so too i think that's it's a good party uh, game super smash brothers next yeah, game. yeah yeah right. mm-hmm. exactly yeah. so we did that uh we checked out we had an appointment to go check out the borderlands pre-sequel mm-hmm. which is their game taking in t- place in between uh borderlands one and two so that's okay. why it's a prequel to one two but it's a sequel to, to one, one. Yeah, yeah so it's uh 
It was good. It was Borderlands. I mean, there's nothing much to say about it other than it played like Cell Borderlands. Shade, mm-hmm. dystopia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other planet Fun. future. Uh, done by uh, 2K Australia, though. So very Aussie humor compared yes. to other games. A lot of accents you're not used to seeing in Borderlands. Still was funny. Um Gameplay mechanics, they added a freeze gun now or elemental type and then some like a laser elemental type. And it was cool. I mean, it was it was Borderlands. So as much as if you love Borderlands, it's more of that. If you never liked Borderlands, it's more of that. So (laughs) it's whatever you want to get out of it, I'm sure uh, would work for you. But it's going to be on the PC 360 and PS3. It's not a uh, one PS4 release one of the most epic <clears throat> cosplays and there were oh, many yeah. mm-hmm. you want to talk about cosplay mecca yeah dragon con thy name is cosplay uh, but one of the most memorable ones ever was a tiny tina that oh really oh. she had cell shaded from the top of her hair to the tips of her toes so the costume and her makeup was all she looked like she stepped off the screen wow oh, wow she had a little detonator and oh, everything. that's awesome it was freaking eerie is huh. what it was, it was like, freaky a, to watch there's a cartoony cell-shaded yep. person walking by that's me. oh crazy. i've seen awesome. i've seen the blue jeans the cell-shaded blue jeans yeah. and the cell-shaded they, they, they make it yep. done in the anime-ish style nice and, you know, but it was clearly her own hair and not like a head wow but so with, she'd spent all the time cell-shading it and drawing the shell kind of oh that's cool we had a uh bigby and um snow that the same way well sort of that yeah. way from uh the Wolf Among the Us. The Wolf Among Us. So, because that's very noir and it has mm-hmm. a lot of. So they they had drawn lines on right. their right. shirt. Yep. And it was really well done. Mm. Yeah. They spent really time cool. on it. They, they spent, spent time, time thinking yeah. about the angles. Exactly. Yeah, that's one of the things that you see when they do these lines down the outside of the arm, and they they pick mm-hmm. it up at the you know the, it's on the sleeve, yeah. and then they pick it up, and they know how to strike the pose so mm-hmm. that the line shows. It looks yes. correct. And yeah. it looks like it's laid just properly there. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. There was another there was really a good. brother-sister fraternal twins as the Lutece twins. Nice. And it was like, okay, oh, that's, that, cool. that's an extra level of creepy. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And the frequent Deadpool flash mobs. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Deadpool, a lot flash of, Deadpool, yep. Deadpool is a really popular character. Yeah. It was the same yeah. thing here at Phoenix Comic Con. There yep. were so many Deadpools. Of, there's even they Deadpools would all hang out pets. together. There yeah, there was a ton of um, but Greg Newland, who is the head of uh, the, the company that makes Borderlands, did a talk there. And so he, they actually did a costume contest. And I think their Mad Moxie was the one that won for them. And there were several solid Mad, Mad no, Moxies. Lots of top hat wielding yeah. Moxies around the place. Yeah. Lots of fishnet to be had. Oh, yeah. Um, the you know, much broader cross-section. Sure. It's not just video game properties. No. Cosplay. Yeah. PAX was probably... 80 to 85 percent League of Legends cosplay. Oh right. my gosh! It's, oh wow! It Absolutely. was so much League of Legends cosplay because also, I mean, the the North American Championships were taking place that right. weekend there, as yeah. well. Right. At PAX. Okay. Do they have so. any of the sculptures? Yeah, the oh, yeah. new one. The newest one with Annie and Tibbers. Yeah. And it was like, wow, that's a big Tibbers. <laughs> I saw I saw a um a cosplay of the Bioshock, the little girl from not cosplay. 
sculpture. Oh, okay. Of oh. the from Pax, it was a picture from Pax that was the the little girl from Big Bioshock. Big Daddy and a little sister. Big Daddy and little sister. Oh, okay. Oh. And it was it was a huge sculpture, but it was no, exceptionally well the, the, well done. The League of Legends ones with oh, Tibbers was the Tibbers one was the biggest one yeah. I've seen because they had a they had a Ziggs there as well right when he walked in, which they had the previous year. That's the one they had um, previously. He's yeah. a little guy, but last year they had a Katarina upstairs who was normal size. Tibbers was like probably about Huge. nine now, foot now, tall. Now Tibbers is, yeah. is an enormous teddy bear, like from uh-huh. with molten flames yeah. on the inside mm-hmm. shooting out, and and Annie's this cute little girl. Who yeah, points him at you. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. So it's just the whole Tibbers. Calvin and Hobbes gone horribly wrong right. kind of a vibe to it. Um, I don't think I took a picture of Tid. So he's got the picture of the actual sculpture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had That's a picture awesome. with a cosplay of Tibbers. Of Tibbers. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was really cool in front of the big tippers. Yeah. That was statue. good. But the statue was huge. Yeah, it was, they, they and it was very well done because it had the flames. Yeah, it had smoke coming, smoke coming out of yeah. his arm. It was you know, automated, it was, glowing. It was and, glow- yeah, the, it was yeah, cool. the glowing nice. lights between his buttons cool. on his chest yeah. were really well done. So, yeah. so one one thing that was notably different, convention experience wise, uh, at DragonCon was the. Unbelievable scale right. of cosplay that is on display there. Interesting. Yeah. And, and you, know, you, you go to Phoenix Comic Con, and there's a fine example of cosplay. Right. This takes to a whole. Just, uh, this is where the people who do it professionally and semi-professionally show up. Right. To show, to show off their stuff. To show mm-hmm. off and you know, to get together, share ideas. Yeah. But uh, uh, Mark Mir was there. We had yeah. some no, he serious. Was on, he was on yeah. one of the panels. I got to say hi to him. Cool. Nice. Um, nice. He remembered um, interviewing with you. Nice. And Doing the whole red sand thing, yeah. Um, but the so you need to take they're, they're coming, someone with a camera with you. And that's my my major anger is since my phone was always busy being the high Wi-Fi hotspot, which will never happen with. again. I will be taking you a freestanding not, camera. Yeah. Yeah. actually, you're, you're just not allowed future. to dedicate your phone that way. Again. But I don't I don't want to rely on just a phone camera. For uh, I want to yeah. use a camera a camera, camera for the sure, yeah. of course. Um, because yeah, they're definitely there to show off and put their best foot forward. Sure, that's awesome. And yeah, some, well, some of and the... some of the cosplay at places like you know you see these little places like Nerdtacular and you see right, you, you know like Bill and you see these these that is excellent mm-hmm. cosplay that is amazing. Well, Bill Duran and Bill Duran you know goes to Dragon Con well, he, and this year he organized the Claptrap Army for the parade. So he got a lot of people to make puppeteer style claptraps that they would drive around and, and there were a whole flotilla of them in the parade, wow. all driving claptraps around and nice. he was the who's the, the surgeon scary doctor guy from oh I, I know what you're talking about that's who, that yeah. was his cosplay this time Doctor and, and he was driving a claptrap yeah. around and with the, all these other claptraps and it was awesome oh that's cool nice. but the um, from Maleficent ah. the, the, the young winged Maleficent yes uh-huh. A cosplay of that that I saw with the wings. fully feathered, and... completely articulated wings nice. wow. that she had total control mm. over. Oh, wow. That's cool. Jaw-droppingly. And she was basically standing uh, basically on a pedestal at the Marriott being thronged by people who wanted to take her picture. Oh, she sure. couldn't move because... It was unbefreaking evil. Right. But she yeah. could spread her wings out and she could do, she she's could fully, do the, whole flap the full and, and motion. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. You. You win. You win. Right. That's awesome. You have won the internet for today. <laughs> there will be yeah. a new winner tomorrow, but that today, was af- after you have won the out, internet. After coming out from Cord Killers and the whole Captain Morgan event, yeah. that's what I ran into. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like wow. 2 o'clock in the morning? And that was, yeah. 
And she's thronged in the... The place was a complete zoo. Oh, jeez. And she was just one of many unbelievable costumes. That's just the one that made the impression on me, because yeah. the wings were so unbelievably That's beautiful. That's so awesome. So, nice. cosplay, if you, if you want to people watch, Dragon Con is yeah. an awesome place. Yeah, that through. would be, like, my dream. Yeah. That's Very, really you cool. You know, just... just I would have no idea how to begin to build a costume like that. There are whole tracks and, and groups of people there that will right. show you the way. Yeah. Well, first we have to have a working garage. And lots and lots and lots of money. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That stuff is not cheap. No. Not, not operating at that level. Uh, pretty much operating at any level, it's not cheap. Because I yeah. talked to a bunch of people while I was in line at, who had done some cosplay, and they're like, just this, and it was barely anything, was $300, you know? Yeah. Well, there was the guy there in the head-to-toe... War machine, right? That he created on a 3D printer. Wow! Right, right. Jesus. He printed each piece. Yeah. So it was wow. all and polymer. Holy crap! Panels and it looked gorgeous. And the, that's crazy. Yeah. And but the, the cost of printing that on a 3D printer was probably astronomical. Thousand. Yeah. 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 But it looked great. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, even mine. You buy the pieces. I have a a full. I don't know, Hobbit Renaissance, Hobbit whatever you want to tell it. You know, whatever barmaid. Make it up what you want, yeah. but the corset alone oh, was yeah. it's expensive. Was two hundred dollars? Yeah, but it's gorgeous. And then it is gorgeous, <clears throat> and it'll last forever, and it's an amazing piece. But the you know, and then the the bracers, right? So you're right. even what you buy, mm-hmm. you're going to spend the money, and if you need to form it yourself, then it's it takes it to a whole different level. Oh yeah, and I, mean, I have a yet lot to of figure out really lights. Into that. Right. I have as yet to figure out the lights. How do you wire? Obviously, they've got to have batteries somewhere embedded in these costumes. Well, Wiring their lights LEDs in to make everything work. Yes, that because absolutely. they yeah. require yeah. little tiny battery sources teeny, right. teeny to go for a long, long time. So... Wiring LEDs in series like that is not hard to learn how to do. That'd not, be awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's Bring just it. a matter of working it into the costume Bring and making it. it so that it's, it's, it's a Secure whole... And, yeah, yeah, it's a whole craft. Speaking of costumes and going on a tangent, I did find my daughter's Halloween costume early this year. <laughs> it was a pirate princess costume. Oh, cool. It's just a pirate costume. But it's a dress. And That's it's cool. red crushed velvet. And it's got gold. And it came with a sword. And it came with a pirate hat. And it came with a little eye patch. And we can't nice. get it off and of her. And we can't get it off of her. <gasps> She's been wearing it for a week straight. And Tyler she will not too. take it off. <laughs> Wandering around the house. Yar! Nice. <laughs> yes. Unbelievable. I sent a picture to Gnomewise while he was away. I'm like, I found her costume. And I mm-hmm. sent it to him. And he goes... That's awesome. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's so cool. the cutest damn thing ever. All right. We'll take a brief break here while we refresh and uh, let some air into the room. You're listening to more con covers than you can possibly shake a handcrafted cosplay stick at. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com, and we'll be back in about four minutes.
Hey, this is Veronica Belmont from Vaginal Fantasy, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on alphageekradio.com in the now uh, mood lighting setting for the room to try That's and right. reduce the heat. Minimize heat. Because Arizona. Because we're so hot. It, it, and so it we is are still, damn hot. And it is what still it, over 100. No, it's us. And we had a haboob yesterday. Haboob! <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. Just like saying haboob. We did, yeah. I was out getting our dinner. When so, the- PAX and Dragon Con. Back mm-hmm. to it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Where did we end? Right, uh, we, day two. We're, 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 no, day oh, two. Day we, two. We got through one hour. We got yeah, through one hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Keep going. So what else did we do? Oh, okay. So then I took off to stand in line for um, the Evil Within. Yes, and I went to Dragon Age Inqu- Inquisition. Yes. which was their multiplayer demo. And how was that? It was a really long line. <laughs> oh, they no, were, they were both really, really long. They were long lines, but uh, so Dragon Age was. Good. Uh, I haven't played the single player, so I can't speak to that side of it. But the multiplayer, which is the first time they've demoed it, was very much in the vein of like an evolution of Mass Effect 3's multiplayer, which was really good. It's a I full, remember you loving that. Yeah, it was a full co-op, uh, so up to four players playing against uh, the computer mm-hmm. and trying to get through... In Mass Effect 3, it's just getting through waves. In this one, you actually are kind of going through a quest. So you're going through an area, you're collecting loot, you're collecting equipment, and then beating down whatever the the, the scenario of the area is until you get to a final uh, boss. And at the con, PAX was, they were uh, the folks putting on uh, Dragon Age mm-hmm. was offering a special prize if you could get through all five of the areas. And basically they said it's really, really hard. And I was standing in line long enough and I watched a lot of groups go through and most weren't getting to the fifth wave. And once they got to the fifth area, they were dying horribly. Okay. So we got up there, and I got paired with three random people. Two guys knew each other. The other two of us were uh, solo. And we kind of talked a little bit, kind of figured out which class, because each each person was playing a different class. And we're like, well, we should have the two people that know each other. You guys should be on the same side, so that way you can talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And we're like, awesome. Okay, I'll take this class and this class. We're like, great. And then, like, the other station opened instead of the one we thought we were going to, which completely randomized where the classes were. So we ended up with that not happening. We were able to still – we had, like, voice chat going. And we got – we almost cleared it. They they were so We were probably two enemies away from clearing it. We really – and, like, had I known a little bit better of, like, some of the transitions, like, we're like, oh, man, there might be still more stuff. So we were, like, burning heal potions at inopportune times. But it was was good. It was a lot of fun. It was definitely – uh, especially with like the pending release of Destiny this week, which looks great, but has limited their fire teams to three people. It's like I really four people is my sweet spot for gaming with others in co-op mode. That's a slight tangent. Did you see the live trailer they released for Destiny? Yes, that's a, that's a really good marketing. Oh, yeah. I thought it looks that was really tons good. Of fun. Uh, I mean, the game itself is a lot of fun too, yeah. so I'm excited for it. But I'm excited that it's available on the PS3, so it means I can actually play it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. They, that was one of the ones that they actually made for every system. Uh, it, and, and the multiplayer, it's cross-platform, right? No, no. Okay, so I would no. be only with other PS3ers. Yes, lame. So fix that. Get on that bunch. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot. It mm-hmm. definitely made an impression that, especially from just a pure multiplayer standpoint, it 
fits what I uh, what I really want. It was fun. It has the right number of players in it. It's co-op. It's definitely the the type of style I like to play. So I enjoyed it a lot. While I was doing that, Daxa, I was standing in line for the Evil Within because I'm a big fan of like horror survival, survival. themed games. So it was a huge, huge, huge line. It took forever, um, but I made some good friends in the line. Actually, <laughs> this is what Daxa does. This is what I do. So I actually met this girl from Canada. Her name is Lauren. She's a um, uh, character artist for I forget what company, but anyway. Um, so I met her and Neat. Uh, we started. That's we actually talked. a hard job to get. Yeah. So you know, character artist. Yeah. Hard job well, to get. She's an artist. She can do environments, but she mm-hmm. prefers characters. characters. Yeah. yeah. She's like, hand me a tree, and I'm like, ugh. But have me draw a character, mm-hmm. and that's my thing. So um, I met her, and we talked the entire time. It was probably like a good solid hour because you played a lot. So, um, But then we got up there, and the game is really cool. It's really cool. However, they kind of throw you in not telling you anything. You know, they don't, you've got right. a little, okay, they so want you to figure jump, it out, is, yep. whatever. So they kind of just throw you in and there's some weird things happening that I didn't quite understand what was going on because at some p- point something comes at you that looks more ghost-like and it's phased and you can't touch it or hit it. And I'm sure there's a way you can do it, but I couldn't figure it out. So you only got to play like five minutes max, but there's a part that scared the bejesus out of me, right? Right towards the end when it was about to end. Um, so it's a really, really good game. <laughs> run away! I run know. away! <laughs> it was a little late. I was dead at that point. But but I think the best thing about it was they handed um, their way of, of, you know, enticing you to the booth was basically they would take a picture of you. And in this game, uh, the very front of their game, I don't know what you would cover. call it, cover, I guess. Mm-hmm. The very front of the game cover has a person and it's got this barbed wire all over the person. Um, so what they were doing is they were taking your picture, putting it in place of that person. So it's you with the barbed wire all over your face and you can actually move the barbed wire so it looks like it's like, on you. Yeah. More realistic. And it's the actual game cover. So it's got all the rest of the information on the other side. So when you buy the game, you basically pull the cover out of it, put your cover in it, and it's you on your the face Your personalized of the game. copy. Right. Your personalized copy. So I thought that was ingenious. Don't steal my copy of the game, bud. Because, I'll know. <laughs> well, look at look at the the, the swag that they, people give yeah. out. You know, you give out T-shirts. Those gotta cost. They have to cost yeah. at least ten bucks per yeah. T-shirt, right? What what did this cost him? It's a printed page, mm-hmm. right? It's like what twenty cents because mm-hmm. it's in color. Ingenious. It was nice. really really smart. Um, so that was really cool. I got my picture taken for that. But the game looks really neat. I'm assuming if you know what's going on, it's probably even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I let's only, just be clear. If you know clear. what's happening, you know it's what's probably on. better. I'm sure it is yeah. because it's gorgeous. It's scary, and it's got a lot of really neat um, aspects to it. Like you have to sneak around, you have to hide in cupboards and behind doors and stuff. So it's really cool. Um, and then when I finished that, I actually went over to find Grail. And he was still playing. So that just tells you how long they were playing that game. Almost made it. Yeah. So I was there cheering him on because they were like really close at the end. Yeah. It was dang close. Um, so after that, our, I believe, we I did go check out Pillars of Eternity on Friday. Which yes, I you did. You, you had did. A, so yeah. like a 
four o'clock. Yeah, so this is made by Paradox Interactive. It's something I kickstarted. They are Obsidian Entertainment. It's the one actually developing the game. Obsidian made games like Baldur's Gate 1 and Mm -hmm. 2. They did Icewind Dale. They did Mm -hmm. all the isometric role-playing games of the, what would that be, late 90s, early 2000s type time frame uh, that are just incredible. So they had put up a Kickstarter. They were going to do a new kind of universe new world but same vein style game i heard they were there i was like oh yeah i'm definitely checking that out they Let's also see paradox also is maker of magicka and if you've ever played magicka it's a four-player co-op kind of in the it's sort of in the vein of gauntlet but not quite it's it's not like there's monster generators and stuff but you play as wizards each of you plays wizards and you have access to four or eight different elements and you can combine the elements into hundreds of different spells and uh, friendly fire is always turned on. <laughs> so you have these little wizards running around that are like shooting fireballs and stuff and you're hitting your allies or you're catching yourself on fire and it's just madness. So they also had Magicka 2 there as well. I did not handle my demolition very well. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> exactly. it's insanity. So they were demoing uh, both those games. Uh, I went up to talk to them to really want to see Pillars, but I was hoping to check out both. On Friday uh, we started with Pillars, met one of their uh, designers, Jorge, who was awesome. I mean, hit it off really quickly with this guy. We, he's like, what do you want to see? I'm like, well, let's, let's look at character creation. Let's talk through some of the classes, and then let's see some combat. He's like, awesome, let's do this. He goes, because I really don't have a demo plan for you. I'm just going to – we're going to wing this. I'm like, we're going to run through Perfect. it. All right. That's what yeah. I like to see. So we went through a bunch of the classes, some really interesting takes on a lot of the kind of standard tropes. Like you had a monk class, but the monk, his whole method of doing all of his abilities is based on him taking damage and mitigating that damage and then turning that into power that he uses against his enemies. Okay. Uh, you had a ranger who has an uh, animal companion, but it's more like a wizard familiar in that they are bonded together and they share a health pool. And so ah. you have to, you know, they are a really core piece of that class. A um, lot of different types of magic that involves psionics to elemental spells to holy spells. Lots of different. Your cleric was much more of a battle cleric where they are, they get healing power by their strength stat. So the stronger and beefier they are in combat, the more they can heal. So it was a very in-your-face type uh, style of play. Well, I mean, the, the cleric's from EQ. Right. The, yeah. the, the plate-wearing, yeah. I'm right. in there in the melee. Right. That type of cleric. Yeah. Uh, not that the battle cleric ever worked too good in EQ, but nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the battle cleric. Shut up and heal. <laughs> was, I recall, the normal... Uh, up and heal. So then we like actually launch into the game, and we're playing around. We're in uh, the starting town, and it looks... The art is really beautiful, especially when you're taking this, like... And looking at it from the lens of Baldur's Gate 1 or 2 or any of those games and going, oh, my God, like everything's animated. The water is falling now. There's mm. leaves blowing across town. I mean, there's a lot of interaction happening just amongst the townspeople. And then you're able to walk through and obviously talk to them. Uh, and so we go, OK, he goes, let's go out of town. We'll go get some combat. We go into combat against these beetles. Okay. <laughs> and these beetles kicked the crap out of us. <laughs> it was, and we found out there Angry was, beetle. There was okay. a slight bug because this is like pre-alpha state. or right. It's actually right in the alpha state. He goes, but this is the most stable build we had to show here. So we get into combat. We find out nobody has anything equipped. Like for whatever reason, it didn't equip any of our starting equipment on our characters. So we're all naked punching these beetles. And the beetles are just like... <laughs> 
<laughs> smacking us around. Yeah, they're owning you. So it was point. cool, but we finished up that. Yeah. And unfortunately, like uh, due to stuff we had scheduled that night, I had to take off. So thank them a lot. Um, and then met up with Daxa later on. But it was awesome. I, I'm so looking forward to that game. It's unbelievable, which is why I gave them money from a Kickstarter standpoint. So definitely Come recommend. Definitely yep. recommend checking it out. Uh, and then that night, I ended up doing the Thornwatch playtest as yeah, well. Right. Well, Daxa went to a Wildstar party. party. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to do the full-blown Thornwatch scenario. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Role-playing with a card deck being your abilities was definitely different from anything I've ever done before, uh, where everything you do is basically based on what you draw. Your wounds are incorporated into your deck, so as you take wounds and you draw them, that's you taking damage, basically, at that point. And if you end up with more wounds than your character can handle drawn in your hand, then you're dead or you're in a, a bad state at that point. Uh, Your character has just fallen into a coma. Yeah, just yeah. not good stuff. Really cool role play, and the whole thought of it is that you're not doing this to get equipment or stuff, but the whole thing is meant to be your experiences. So we went through a two-part scenario. In the first part, we were trying to keep this kid from rushing into a cave because his sister was kidnapped by this evil witch thing, and uh, we were able to stop him from running into the cave because had he gotten by us and into the cave while we were fighting these other monsters, uh, he would have died. And that would have been bad. So because we saved them, though, we got a boon, so we all got to put in our decks then this thing that gave us a big if we drew this card for saving him we got a nice uh, effect on our deck basically we were able to pull out special cards at that point we so did, you got good karma so we got a good, good, good card <laughs> and, and basically it was says like Dax's boon was the name of the card and so we all got that it was like yay we get into the cave we go fight through the this final thing and we're trying to save his sister who's been corrupted and there's an evil witch there and we ended up killing the witch but we weren't able to free the sister so she gets taken over by corruption and melts away we get a scar for doing that and so each of us then got in our deck a card that was like well you kind of let her die so now if you draw this you immediately have this negative thing happen so the whole so these would be your war wounds right Right. the whole premise of the game is what I've seen yeah Yeah. it's all about your experience so your deck becomes a roadmap of your experiences and then that's neat because it, it shapes you also, as an individual player, yeah. when you interact with others who've done different campaigns or done different, yeah, your deck different outcomes, your dense, your yeah. decks are now different. Yep, and, and you can really expand neat. that system to where it's not even yeah. Maybe you yeah. get you know on a more individual basis, you start customizing even amongst your group. So it was interesting take. And the best thing I saw about that game, which really interested me, is that there are a lot of cards that are in your deck that you can only play on other people's turns. So you can only play them on other people. They're assisting cards. Okay. But you can't play them on your turn. You can't play them on yourself. So you have to pay attention to everybody's turn. I know what's happening to them. In yep. order to help them out. Right. So it's actually, it keeps everyone involved with the entire game versus just your little piece. Yeah. Okay. Most I'm only going to pay games, attention to this five minutes because this is my... Well, yeah. This is where I'm most role-playing games, when you're in combat, it's like whoever's turn it is, that's the one who's doing all the actions and you just kind of sit in there waiting for your turn and you're checking your email, you're doing whatever until it gets back to you or you get back into more of a group stand setting. This one, you definitely wanted to keep looking to see, oh, okay, I, you missed it by two? Here, I got this card that'll boost your roll by two dice now and yeah. or whatever. 
Uh, so it was good. I liked it. And then the outcome, yeah, the exactly. outcome changes. Yeah. Exactly. And it was a really, really inter- interesting game. But, but since he was going to be gone for four hours, I decided to go to the Wildstar party. Unfortunately, the Wildstar party capped at 105 people. So not only – and it was at this bar, which was kind of weird. So there's this huge space. And it's separated by, like, there's an upper area that has couches a little higher, maybe two feet higher than everything else. So you take, like, three steps to go up. Um, and then there's the, the lower area where the bar is. So the upper area is where the first 100 people got to go, and they were giving out a lot of prizes, like Xboxes and stuff like that. Um, I was trying to get somebody to go with me, and unfortunately, the other group that we were hanging out with was tired, and girl was busy in that game and I knew he was going to be gone for three hours so I went by myself to see what was going on um the funny thing is though all the devs were by the bar <laughs> right so they were all on the what outside what does say about game development let's just, <laughs> let's just do a little psychoanalysis here yeah so yeah so all the devs were all on this side of the driven so, to drink okay exactly so I didn't it, I didn't miss a lot other than I didn't win anything because I wasn't in that area but mm-hmm. big deal but I did get to speak to some of the devs, and then um, I made friends with this one girl who was also by herself, because um, that's what I do. Um, she turned out, actually, she was in game design. So they had, her game comes out on September 11th, which is weird. She was like, yeah, marketing, I don't know. That's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? no, okay. And she's like, let me tell you another thing, too, about marketing. She's like, we thought we were going to have a one price for this game, you know, because it's an iOS game. It's a, right. it's a platformer. Um they thought they were going to be like, okay, we'll bill you four bucks. This is the game. It's pretty cute. You're going to dig it. Enjoy. Enjoy. And no, the person that contracted them to make the game, unfortunately, decided no. They wanted to do little microtransactions. Because it's all oh, the rage. And then oh, yeah. it's free, but then you have microtransactions. And she goes, and it really, I feel like it takes away from my game because it's a really cute game. And basically, it's called The Sleeping Prince. Yes. So there's like this little prince, and he's asleep, and he's got all these things to do, but he's asleep. So you basically fling him around. Doing to all wake these him things. Up. Yeah. No, he doesn't wake up. He's asleep. Okay. <laughs> he just ragdolls. We get the Bernie's. We're doing narcoleptic. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah much. Okay. But it's super cute. You know, I would have paid four bucks for it. It's really cute. But um, so I ended up talking to her all night, and she yeah. was like, you know. I'm really shy. I don't talk to anybody. And I'm like, yeah, we've just been talking for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> you're not that shy. I don't think you're that shy. <laughs> but it was. Yeah, actually- but you're also super approachable and super friendly. So it makes it easy for people to talk to you. Ah. So It's kind of her way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. This is why I follow Daxa around. Because uh. I don't have to meet people. Daxa brings them she to me. Takes- <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to meet? I'll go get him. Yeah. Um, but Hang no. on. Let me give me 10 minutes. I got him. <laughs> How many social engineers at this table? I don't right. know. <laughs> but it was really cool. I love your game. Here's yeah. pass. Yes. <laughs> so that was our day one. Yeah. That was our day one. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to proceed in the next year or take the last break before you uh, dive into the remainder? Um, we can just proceed, right? Yeah, I mean, just go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we can go. Um, so day two. What did we do day two? Uh, well, you had all the notes on day two, unfortunately. Oh, yes. so. He doesn't oh. remember. Yeah. I remember. I <laughs> okay. remember what I did day two. So I went to see the game The Order. So there's, That's right. There's only so many games I wanted to stand in line for because the lines were ridiculous. Yeah. Dragon Con was the same. Ridiculous. Dragon Con had yes. the 
outdoor lines wrapping around the hotels for the major presentation panels. All yeah. Off, you know, San Diego Comic-Con style lines. So I, I had no experience other than having to walk along these lines mm-hmm. to get where I was going. Yeah. I mean, there was... Not for me. And I think they were... I feel like they were longer than they were... La- I don't know. But they were really long. I mean, so the I the was, attendance wasn't any greater this year. I no. know, but I don't know why. The, I just, the big games were long. Like, Evolve was capped... Almost instantly, every time the co- the thing battle mage every time it opened, yeah, yeah, Lichdom battle mage oh, got capped, capped a lot. Um, so there was, I mean, and also at this point we're now on Saturday. Saturday was a much the busier big day. day. Yeah. So I tried to not to stand in line. So the first day I did the Evil Within, I stood in line for this. Then this day I did um, the Order, which was also capped, but I just happened to have made it when yeah. they scooted up right forward. Before. So I yeah. like snuck in, um, which is a really interesting. It's a really interesting game as far as the gameplay is unique. The the weapons are kind of neat. It's when you first go in, they don't explain how to play like every other game. They of just kind of right. go, "Here's the go. game. Here you go. Here's your yeah. mission." So, you go in there and you have this gun. And these guys are shooting at you and I'm trying to shoot back at them and I swear I've pelted them like a thousand times, but it, it feels like I have a shotgun full of I don't even know, like candy, because yeah. it, it's, it looks like you can see the blast because mm-hmm. smoke comes out with all the little bullets. Right. But it's not doing anything to them. So then you have another, another option on the gun that sends out a flare. So if I hit the guys just right, I could flare them in the head and they'd burn up, which I was like, really? So the whole point is to actually flare, flare these the guys head. to yeah. death? So I was getting kind of frustrated, and then one of the guys from the game comes over, and he goes, so if you shoot them, see that little smoke that comes out with the bullets? It's flammable. Ah. Good to know. Yeah. So now once I got that, then I got through the whole play really quick because you just shoot, yeah. shoot your flare, everything's on fire, and actually some things even blow up if you hit them at the right spot. So the gun was fairly unique. And then your guy... And I don't know exactly. I haven't read about it because I only got to play it for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's the same guy over and over and over again. So everybody, almost everyone mm-hmm. that's around you is the same guy but a little different. Are they all clones? Or, yeah. Huh. So it know. looked... Okay, it's not like the, they're the, the same... There's not like they're the same guy now. Could they're, they're similar. So for all I know, they could have j- just looked alike. Right. Here's my brother Jed and my other brother Jed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's more pe- paying attention to the gun, but I have to do a little more research on that game, but it was actually a lot of fun to play, <laughs> and it was a good mission. Um, so I stood in line for that one because yeah. I thought that one was really neat. Yep. Uh, we checked out the Indie Mega Booth. Uh, it was pretty cool this time because they had a lot of board games in the Indie Mega Booth this year instead of just video they did, games. did, yeah. So it was neat to mm. see all of that. They had one we didn't get to try, but it was a it, what was the one that was like the meditation where it like recorded? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, and I forget what it's called, yeah. but there was one where it was using the Oculus. Okay. okay. Right. So basically what they did, they had a little, like, like a little hippie tent set up. So it's a little tent and only two people could go in at a time. So you would go in and they would make you tea and then you would put the Oculus on and then you would chant or just kind of go. Mm, yeah. You, you know? do your yoga. Um, and they also put a little microphone near your mm-hmm. throat so what you were chanting was being transferred into a visual on the oculus okay so it was to meditate okay and yeah. but there was a line for it we yeah, couldn't get it. i mean considering only two people at a time and i'm like well how long does it take to go through it 15 minutes i'm like forget it yeah we'll be here for 10 hours 
Um, but it was really interesting, so I'd like to see how that kind of plays out. But mm. their yeah. setup was kind of neat. You know? Oculus Rift enabled biofeedback. Yeah. It was it clever. Was, it was clever, I thought. There was oh. a lot of really clever yeah. things. And don't call me Shirley. Dude. Don't call me Shirley. Oh. Yeah. Um, so that we also got to finally play uh, Golem Arcana, even though it's sitting on our dining room table right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we just had, had no time. So we got there. We're like, well, we might as well play it here. So went in the yep. booth, you know, uh, got in the game. It was a lot of fun. It worked just as uh, intended. Um, had one of the owners of Hairbrain Scheme go, I know you two people. <laughs> and we're yeah. like, yes, you do. We've yeah. been here for every year. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Attend all um, the cons. <laughs> right. Yep. So we got to play through that. Um, we got to play through Evil Dead. Evil Dead. I mean, not Evil Dead. Sorry. Uh, Dead Island. Dead Island. Yeah, Dead we Island played Dead, Dead Island 2, a very alpha build of Dead Island very 2. Uh, like if they're like we have crafting in the game and it says press Y to like extract the components and somebody's like okay and then it's like no don't push that no. and like you know blue screens it like, <laughs> oh we have crashed like, the game really unstable so basically it was get in there pick Kill up zombies. weapons murder zombies That's for rigid. about five yeah. minutes uh, I was actually quite no, proud that. <laughs> I was actually quite proud of myself though because I was seeing the people playing the game before me and there was like five kills. 20 kills, and they let you play for a long time. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was a 12 good, minutes. Yeah, it was 12 minutes. So five kills, 10 kills, 20 kills. I was like, Jesus, I'm going to really blow it. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, right. it's a gaming convention. You'd think they mm-hmm. would know how to play. Uh, yeah, no, not so much. We ended up, Grill had 112 kills. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I had 68. But I was doing a lot of the assist on your kills. Oh, yeah. Because I was electrifying yeah. them all so he could. Yeah, I was he just. Could brain him. He could brain I him. I was, yeah, yeah ran, rampage. I had one of the guys goes, that, "That's a really good score." <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, man, you tell me that I'm supposed to kill things. That's all I'm doing. I don't care about anything else." Yeah. Things are dying. Again, this is why Grail doesn't get to play the big bad, bad guy. Monster, exactly. <laughs> we will Going never down. kill him. We will all end up as paste. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So did that. Um, this is kind of blending days together, but I know we, we did check out like the sixth floor, which is much more of the India area. Yeah. Uh, but it had less things like the PAX 10 was there. So it was the mm-hmm. 10 games that they considered were worthy of uh, extreme recognition. Uh, the coolest one, and I know we didn't, we actually saw this, I think on day four, but it was called framed and it was an iPad game where mm-hmm. it played out like a comic book with motion going through the different panels mm. and you manipulated the panels to change the story so you had like an agent who was like breaking into a place and he gets caught by a car and killed so you moved it around so that instead of breaking in like through a door he was instead going in through a window and he came up behind the guard and he knocks him out and then moves on to the next scene so it was really cool and you could manipulate rearrange the panel order you could change it from like a horizontal panel to a vertical panel it was really cleverly done and had a huge amount of people it was, staring yeah, at it yeah and we, well, yeah, we didn't get to play neat. it because there were so many people wanting but to play it but it was really neat to see but I'm going to say every single game in the past yeah, 10 this year solid. had a really interesting something like yeah. really something interesting a, little hook to some it some little hook that yeah. you were like that's yeah. a cool game I could play that game yeah because on that day we did play stick bolt we did which I was like what what? Yeah, we're like, play what this, is stick bolt? And so it was four-player dodgeball with lava and environmental effects. 
and the whole point was to knock out the other person. So we played it, and we ended up. I, I always won one round, or you no, I won two, two rounds. rounds, and uh, then this little ten-year-old also won two rounds, and he beat me in he the last round. <laughs> At the end, it was Grail and this little 10-year-old yeah. throwing dodgeballs at each other and dodging lava. Yeah. It was the best thing ever. It was fun. And but it was a blast. It was another yeah. one of those great, like, have four people in a room, sit down, and it kind of, like, harken back to, like, Power Stone on the Dreamcast. Just have a blast sitting next to people, throwing this little ball and dodging insanity. It was really cool. <laughs> Can you dodge a wrench? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Can you dodge a lava explosion? So... That and was cool. Skullduggery was pretty cool, that too. That was a neat one, too. Yeah, yes. that was a really cute one. Uh, a lot of them were. The the one with the knight that you that kept dying. Yeah, so uh, that was a really cool Life hook. Goes On, I So think. it's called Life Goes On, and basically what it is is you needed to die. Like, in order to use your body to either weigh things down or, you know, hold things up. So you got a lot of lives, but... Your dead bodies were all over the place right. in order to help you go through more this puzzle platforming thing. Yeah, sort of, except sort you were leaving a corpse. Every time you corpses. died, you got a new name of your knight. So you're like Sir Reginald the Penniless, and then you yes. were... As an aside, um, part of the night attack uh, shtick, Podcast? shtick uh-huh. this time was they announced their new mascot. They had a guy there in beautifully made medieval plate mail, head to toe. And he was the attack knight, the night attack knight who might attack night attack. Ah. <laughs> and his job... Was his name the Stig? No, he, he, he was effectively the Stig. He was, never said a word. Never said a word. Just, just, uh, just stood there. Would, would do That's this, awesome. You know, the night attack knight who might attack night attack as he's punching the air. Nice. And but his, his job was basically, was whenever told a... a a bad joke or a bad pun. It was uh, his job to come knock him over the head. So he would uh, occasionally just stand up and stare at someone who'd been a bad joke. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. The attack night was, was fun. Was go, go. The night attack night. Who night, who might, who attack. might attack, attack night attack. attack. Exactly. Yeah. That was, that was. That's the awesome. Wow. Continuing on. <laughs> yeah. That's the crap that goes on at Dragon Con. Uh, so just going to blend through the days. Mm-hmm. Check out Alien Isolation, uh, which is a new Aliens game. Oh, that had a long after line, too. After the yeah. dismal the tobacco of Colonial of Marines. Yeah. So this one was totally different. It is a survival horror game. Okay. You are part of, you're playing uh, Ripley's daughter, and you're... Newt? Or no, actual daughter? Ash, yeah, Ash. The one, the one who died of cancer? I guess so. Or maybe a relative. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was her daughter, but it was like Ash, Ashley. It was, it was edited out of the movie, yeah. so they... So, they, so you're playing this girl who shares Ripley's last name, yeah. and you go off to uh, uh, check out a space station that's obviously had a bad time. You get there, and there's an alien on board. And you're now trying to get away from the alien, and you can't kill it. Okay. Like it is all about avoiding it, you know, slowing it down, doing whatever you can to get to the next area to get to safety. Uh, you can't. There's no gunplay in it. It's really about just avoidance. So a lot like the original Alien movie. Very much like the original Alien movie. We have no weapon. So it was Run good. like heck. Yeah, like yes. we have nothing that can hurt this. Mm-hmm. And so it was cool. It was a definitely different vibe. Uh, a lot of, it was a fun playthrough. Mm-hmm. They had a little uh, 
pod outside like an alien uh, egg okay. that you could get in. Like, uh, they're running a special promo where if you could get in there and beat the level, you got one of the jackets from the uh, the corporation. Right. No yeah. Whalen Yutani? Yeah. Yes. So you got a jacket that had that on there, but Whaling you had to survive Yutani. through Someone this level. Someone walking around with that jacket. <laughs> and I know... This, the person in the line I was talking to said they had one person at Gen Con do it, and nobody so far had done it at PAX. So, very tough level to get through. So, yeah, they they did, probably didn't have a large supply of those jackets. No. Yeah. I think they had one for each size, and that was it. But yeah. doesn't sound like they needed that many. Uh, seems like it might be hard. Yeah, yes. just a tad. Just a tad hard. Tad if I only tough. brought four, right. a small, a medium, a large, and an extra yeah, large. That's it. That's all you I'm have. going I'm to confident. assume that I my game is hard enough that you are not. I'm yeah. not going to be giving out a lot of these. Absolutely. Yep. So, so, yeah. Checked out that. Uh, we also got to see a build of the director's cut for uh, Dragonfall, which is the expansion right. for Shadowrun Returns. Okay. They came out with Dragonfall. It was awesome. And now they're doing a director's cut where they actually revamped all the UI. They've added in the ability to customize your runners, uh, actually build their skill trees out. Uh, they added a lot of missions to it. So it's like a mini expansion onto the expansion, expansion. which I is know, coming right? out free. If you already own Dragonfall, you get it for well, free yeah. on. I mean, the pre-sequel, I mean, we're in, we're in all new territory. Right. Oh, so. yeah. So that comes out on the 18th, so I'm yeah. super excited for that. Yeah, like, that's going to be... Crazy excited. That's going to be amazing. To play through uh, that again, because Dragonfall was just excellent. Dra- Dragonfall was solid. <clears throat> well, Shadowrun was solid, and Dragonfall was yeah. even better. It just gets better and better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did that, and then um, actually... At one of the days, they sent out a tweet of um, Hairbrain Schemes, who does Shadowrun and Golem Arcana, sent out a tweet about that they had one of their employees dressed as Glory, who's one of the characters from the Shadowrun, um, both games. Right, but yeah. No, no, no she was just Dragonfall. from Dragonfall. Yeah. So she was in Dragonfall. Yeah. So um, she was in actually, she was in Dragonfall, and she looked just like her. So as soon as I saw that tweet, I went down there because I wanted to see it, mm-hmm. you know, live. Because it was a full cybernetic arm. Ooh. It. So yeah. it was pretty impressive. She looked amazing. Neat. So we went down there and checked out. Um, I took a picture with her and said, oh, my gosh, I had to come see you because I just you know, saw you. This was amazing. Your costume looked really good on the tweet. So I took a picture with her. Her name was Kat, and she is the assistant content, pr- producer. content producer for um, Dragonfall. And Golden Marquina, actually. Oh, I she think she does did some that of that. She oh, cool. did some of the content for our Golden Marquina. So, um, so anyways, so we had a good time and we talked to her for a while and, and uh, she was really friendly. Um, and then we ended up, what did we do after that? Uh, this gets into, well, I, we did play Magicka 2, or I went to right. play Magicka 2. That's true. Which was cool because they, it's coming out on the PS4. So again, it had the experience of, they had a couple of people that were going to play it, and I was like, oh, I'll just watch over the shoulder. They're like, no, no, here, here's a controller. All it. three of you can do it. And it was insanity. We were blowing things up. We were blowing up each other. We're like, heal me, heal me, get the ray on me, blah, blah, blah. And we went through, and we played through all the little demo mission, and then he's like, the, the producer, he's like, hey, there's an area over there but it's tough so we go over there and these demons spawn they killed us we're like wow that that was tough he goes well like well we'll give it one more try and we actually then beat it he goes that's pretty impressive uh, nobody's beaten that yet right. so yeah. i was like yeah so this time their, yeah. their area was actually, 
their area was actually really small, so I couldn't go in to watch them while they were mm-hmm. playing, and I just wanted them to go play so we would have at least the experience to talk about. So yeah. I stayed outside, but the whole time I wanted to go in because they were hooting and hollering and yelling in there, and I was like, well, they sound like they're having a really good time <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we actually ended up getting a ton of passes from them to go to this um, private party. Nice. That well, was we ran into Jorge again. Oh, we ran into the Jorge, same booth, yeah. Paradox Interactive, and we're like talking to him. He goes, oh, by the way, there's this party. And we're like, oh, can we have a couple extra passes because we have friends? He's like, of course. Boom. So, so that night they were putting on a party for Paradox Interactive mm-hmm. uh, at this place called The Ruins, the Ruins. which yeah. was like this really eclectic place where it's like a wedding hall or event hall, but it had like almost uh, French revolutionary time furniture, okay. but with very weird wallpaper, a giant elephant in one room. Like sure, statue, like you have. Yeah, and yeah, because like yeah, that happens. A big horse Fortune statue in, another, yeah. in the <laughs> middle of the hallway. <laughs> I mean, it was I mean, just... Who doesn't? strange but and then to make it even better so they'd hired like sword swallowers and uh jugglers and all kinds of things so for freaks this. and geeks it was and they were cool... all in this very carnival dress yeah. mm-hmm. you know it was really really cool um but grail was sick yeah i wasn't so, feeling too good that you were beginning your your thrill. yeah, yeah. i was like oh, i'm so the pax tired. pox has arrived right right I have Dragon Con crud. Yes. Yes. Pac-Pox. Yeah, on Sunday night. So he wasn't feeling good, and our other friends had other things to do. They weren't feeling good, so we ended up... um, I ended up going by myself, actually. So I walk in... Go figure. I know. I walk in, I do a little round, and I'm like, wow, okay, free drinks. Awesome. Always great. Great alcohol. They had a little area. One of the rooms was a a dance floor, so they had great music. It was all 80s music. I mean, seriously, they were playing... 80s, 90s, yeah. 80s, 90s. It was good. They know their target target. Yeah, so it was really great. And then I go in there, and Kat, the girl that was dressed as Glory, is like, Erica! And I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you guys doing here? So (laughs) she was there. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So she's hanging out there with one of the directors for Dragonfall. No, the lead producer. He's a director. The lead director. Yeah, from Dragonfall, um, whose name is Mike. So they're hanging out, and you know, I'm telling them, well, you know, unfortunately my husband's sick, my friend's decided not to come so I'm kind of by myself I just wanted to check it out so she's like you can hang out with us all night if you want so we were actually hanging out with them most she's of the night in the click yep and then we just had a really really great time Grail ended up showing yep. up I rallied you rallied Booyah! I rallied I'm here bring it on so, I have a pass yeah, yeah. So Grail ended up showing up, but before he came, I actually introduced Mike and, and Kat to um, Jorge, who right. I thought was awesome, too. And Jesse, who's the producer for... He was the media The guy. media guy yeah. for both the games. Um, and we had an amazing time. Yeah, it was a crazy party. It, it was, was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. We talked so much. We danced a ton. And both Mike and Kat were just so cool. Yep. So we had we had a really good time. Yeah. I'm glad Grail was able to make it, because, yeah. yeah, that was... It was very good. But, yeah, so that ended our... That was Sunday night. So we had one more day, Monday, which is definitely, like, Monday is perfect because it's day. You can kind of hit the last couple things, and then you're like, I'm done. Monday was my day to actually get out and get (laughs) to the vendor, get some stuff for the wife and for the kids. Yeah. We picked up an expansion for Cards Against Humanity we were missing. Oh, neat. Uh, Picked up a pin set for Barry. Always one of of my favorite Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, Gnome was... was, uh, out he's like he's like well i'm going out i'm gonna see what i can of the rest of it i'm like good luck good dear. luck mm-hmm. go with god my friend 
Monday was was, was a good day to go to the vendors because the crowds were yeah. not. The first time I I had um, Gru from IRC take me through the vendor area to show me where it was. He he got like two two portals in, and then and then finally one of the people in security said, uh, "Sir, you don't have a badge." So, Oh, crap. He had forgotten his badge. Whoops. Oh, no. So he was ejected, and I had to walk the rest. And that was on Saturday. So uh, it, was, it was... Insane. Unbelievable insanity of mayhem. So I just exited the building and returned on Monday when it was much more navigable. But in terms of some of the coolness, right? Mm-hmm. So he brings home... He brought Alexa a little sonic screwdriver that's appropriately aged for her. Because her brother so you can, won't. you know... Won't let, let her, her, let her, her play. Yeah, won't let her play with his. And then he got uh, Nemesis, the uh, vortex manipulator, vortex manipulator oh, Captain yes. Jack's vortex manipulator, complete yeah. with the wrist strap and everything. Mm-hmm. So it, cool. it goes on there. Um, and I got some bracers. Nice um, for Good. my for my outfit that we're gonna have to. They are flat at this point. Okay. So we're going to have to form them. Gotcha. So that's going to be some work. I'm wearing them, basically. Yeah, basically. Lace them up and let them take the shape of your arm. Exactly. So yep. some good stuff going on that's there. That's awesome. And I, while all of you guys were enjoying the amazing PAX Prime not, and not the idle. <laughs> amazing Dragon Con, I remodeled our bathroom, our laundry room, our garage. I, I painted, should leave town yeah. And I often. painted probably yes, a third should. of the house. Pro- well, no, a quarter of the house. I painted probably a quarter of the house in its new base colors. Nice. And uh, I'm sore now. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> That's craziness. I lost six pounds and I'm sore, so I think I need to do that more often, actually. <laughs> I moved on this weekend very nicely. I, I, had, one, I had one moment last weekend... Where I sat down and I said, yeah, can I have some Gatorade? Because I'm a little lightheaded now. Because <laughs> it was a hundred. We were working out in the garage. It was 105. Jesus. And, Why are you, you know, even in the, the garage The right garage now? is because we were sorting the garage. Oh and getting everything out of the garage That's that crazy. needed to go. And so we had the garage at half mast and we had the fans going. Yeah. yeah. But it was still, it hot. was blisteringly hot out there. And yeah, I, he came home, and I'm driving him home from the airport, and I'm like, "Now, honey, don't freak out," because <laughs> we did most of this as a surprise. Right. right he knew right. I was going to be working on the house. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't know I had <laughs> people extent. coming in to help me work yeah. on the house. Oh, and he didn't know yeah. I was pulling out cabinets, and he didn't know. He so didn't know ni- you were going to get that much done. Right. And yeah. the night that he had his bad night, mm-hmm. where I was talking to him, right. I had called him up, and I had said, um, "You know, honey." Where are the keys for the electrical cabinet? Because <laughs> it's locked up. He's and like, he's like, "What are you doing? Why the hell do you need in the electrical yeah. cabinet?" And I'm like, "It's a freaking surprise. Tell me where the goddamn keys are." <laughs> and at that point, I'd been working like 13 hours. Right. You know, it's just that's awesome. And he was hungry, and it was after midnight his time. So no, we had one of those night. moments where it was like, "You know what? Just call me in the morning." <laughs> I'll take care of it then. Now is not the time. Right. And yeah, so we found so. the keys and managed not to electrocute anyone. That's awesome. Cool. But it looks amazing. Everything looks really yeah. good. Yeah, so we worked hard. Two more recommendations from the Alpha Geek Radio feed. The Geek On Girl live. Um, Rhonda from the Geek On Girl pass, uh, podcast had um, one of the vloggers from Geek and Sundry who specialize in nerdy mixology. So nerdy oh, okay. 
Okay. Uh, it's really... So I'm taking that as geek on, girl. Exactly. Yeah. Because what I heard you say when you first said it was girl. geek on, on girl. Right. And I'm like, get off her. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. No, no. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I thought when I first read it. Like, <laughs> geek oh, on, comma, comma, geek on girl. girl. <laughs> Commas are important. Commas are important. <laughs> I used to save lives. Commas save lives. Yeah, I mean, Aisha Taylor has her girl on guy podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's probably does mean geek on girl. You'd have to ask Rhonda. Okay. Yeah, um, yes, yeah. But <laughs> All right. he had his his take on the apple pie moonshine there. Oh, okay. oh God, yeah. yes. Whose recipe included the word Everclear. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, the hotel had very strict rules about you, know, you can't actually serve this, but I did manage to get a taste of it after everything was concluded. Ah. Um, and I'm going to seek his website for this recipe because, holy crap. Really? This did not taste alcoholic. At all. In the tiniest. Wow. Oh, that's it's not that it was just a good-tasting alcoholic beverage. Right. This is potentially lethal because it truly did not taste like it had alcohol. And in it. And it had 190 proof grain alcohol in it. Wow. So whatever sorcery this mixologist does on this stuff. And <laughs> whatever I, mad sorcery he did. And I can tell you, after 15 minutes, I can tell you, yep, yep, that that had a lot of alcohol in it. Um, wow, I should sit down. You did uh, one shot, and I'm going to... Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Um, Excuse no, me, please. No open flame. Wow. And then the other one to look for, if you're a fan of the Temeraire series... I uh, am. Um, His Majesty's Dragon. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, Sword and Laser live. Now, unfortunately, the audio mixing desk in that room was having issues that day, so there is kind of, it's, it's a noisy recording, but it's um, Veronica Belmont and Tom Merritt interviewing Nia Minovic. Oh. oh, okay. Temeraire. And oh. lots of good trinkets about where she plans to take it in the future. She's fully interested in leaping forward hundreds of years in that universe and telling new stories after she finishes the current saga. So uh, I guess one of my questions would hmm. be, how long do dragons live? Um, hmm. I believe that was discussed in that, in that, sh- in that podcast. Um, it's not massively different from... It, it's, it's A human lifespan? It's a couple of human lifespans. You've already seen in that universe how the, how the dragons pass from, from uh, parent to child. Um, right. But they, they're not incredibly long-lived. Okay. Um, but still, um, just, just her idea of uh, maybe we would like to visit the Napoleonic era that we've seen here mm-hmm. and what it might look like in our era in the 21st right. century, what this world. So instead of telling an alternate history, telling an alternate present day descended from that alternate history that she's already established. It's like, that's so cool. Urban I fantasy. Like yeah. That. And I also hmm. learned that she is a ravenous fan fiction writer. Oh, who writes really? fanfic in her own universe. <laughs> oh my pseudonyms. gosh. <laughs> Shut up. Really? Nope. She's like, totally. I'm not going to go through the editing process for this. I just want to have some fun. Yeah. Let's go write it. So, and she, she talked about where, where you can find her fanfic of other yeah. worlds and her own Interesting. Universe. Wow. That's how meta is an author writing fanfic should, in her own oh, universe. Yeah. Well, it's just the, the whole, I don't want to go through my own. I don't want to make this official canon because right, I'm she, playing. She, 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 she's saying I'm writing things that clearly will never be part of the, the, right, the yeah. official. Right, but, but I'm just playing. I don't want it to be right. official canon. Yep. I can totally see this. I'm just playing. I'm going to put it out there. 
I don't want it to mess with the universe. I don't want to go through an editing process. I don't want to put it together mm-hmm. as a as a revenue generator. But I want to have some fun, and I, I I've written these. Why not get my ideas out there? Yep. Boom. So, and if I put it under someone else's name, of the various yeah, things absolutely. that I recorded. So if you can put up with the kind of the, the sixty hertz hum in the background eee! of that particular one, there's lots of good content in it. Oh wow! And the geek on girl. Uh, one is tons of fun. Yeah, cool. I guess the audio guys in that particular room weren't particularly. That was on the that ball. was one of my, my bitches is is you know the the getting the responsiveness from the the team on the ground there was a bit of a challenge of you know, our our wireless mics in our room never got working. Oh really? Like basically got shrugged at when I said you you you've got a lot of line noise on here and it's 15 minutes before the panel so maybe you want to figure out which which channel has issues here and like whatever. <clears throat> Okay, highly so, professional. So not like the Phoenix Comic Con guys who no, are on. They're who are pretty completely anal and exactly and obsessive and it, about yeah. about their. Yeah. yeah. This yes. was kind of the other kind yeah. of contractor. Huh. And Nomwise was doing his. All right, then I'll use my audio visual yeah, training say, and I'll do it. This I'm going to touch your crap and I don't care. Right. Because <laughs> you're not being responsive, so I'm going to touch your crap. Here don't we go. be touching their stuff. I was touching their stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then don't touch my stuff. Right. Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> then don't touch my stuff. I was just watching Iron Man 3 the other day. Did you? <laughs> yes. We did. We watched Iron Man 3 and then we watched Thor Dark World. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pick up I Got Winter Soldier. I did buy Godzilla because... Kojira! Godzilla! Who's telling us that was um, good? Is that... Chris. Chris. Yeah. It was right. fine. It is it was, absolutely fun. It, it's just a fun little ride, although I was pissed about what they did with the father's character but um but yeah it was a fun ride and it, it was a yeah no, but a non-campy this is what i think if you go back and look at the original godzilla mm-hmm. which was completely serious told with a fa- straight face allegory for the atomic bomb the atomic right. era mm-hmm. this is told very much the same way what if creatures like this existed mm-hmm. what would the outcome be and there's very very few plot holes which a monster movie kind of lends itself to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and very few... I mean, it's not brilliantly acted. It's not, you know, Shakespeare, but it is break out the popcorn, monster sure. movie. And good What effects. the guys who, who made the original would have made if they had access to today's technology. And, and the redesign of, of Godzilla himself is awesome. And they had fun. They just had fun making sure that these purely CG characters had a little tiny bit of guy in a rubber suit. Just um, enough to remind just, you where it came from. Just enough to pull up the nostalgia factor yep. of guy in rubber suit. Even the bad character looked like the guy bent over on the stilts uh-huh. walking on four legs. <laughs> yep. And it was it was just enough, but it was really well done. That's so awesome. you're looking at it going, that, that, so, as no, a that's rental, not a guy in a rubber suit. That's definitely a, CG, but... Yeah. A digital download can... I, mean, I, I got to see it in the theater and didn't regret the money at all. So can definitely recommend it, at least a rental of it, because it is... It's available to rent starting the 16th. Yeah, if you have any joy in your heart connected to the old man in rubber suit... Godzilla's. Godzilla monster movies. Like if you have that poster on about, your huh? wall that huh. is g- the guy putting on his Godzilla suit <laughs> and the woman wearing the city in With strategic Tokyo. places oh, yeah. because yeah, Godzilla's yeah. going to go plunder yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've got if you've got that poster on your wall by this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it's it's just tons of fun. <laughs> um so 
We went to cons and had lots of fun and content. I remodeled a house. You remodeled a house for which I am internally grateful. Um, internally and, and, and eternally, eternally both. Yes. Externally and eternally. <laughs> and now he's going to help me finish it. <laughs> Already am. Yeah. Um, so we should... Uh, oh, I wanted to mention for all you uh, brave researchers out there, uh, I put a post in the thread. I've created a subreddit over on reddit.com, and I'm going to want to experiment with using that in place of the um, forum because it kind of lends itself better to submitting links and upvoting, downvoting, and so check it out. Okay. It's alphageekradio.reddit.com. Um, send me your Reddit usernames. I'll get your moderation privileges in there so you can post in an unlimited fashion. And let me know if you think that's a inferior or superior or as good as a, a different way of doing the research thread thing. I've seen it used to great effect on other shows that do the same kind of thing we do with Research Chaos, which is just the week's summary of weird things we found on the web. Uh-huh. Reddit really lends itself to that, and they let you run your own subreddit, so I done created okay. one. So as an out. aggregator. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, cool. So all you researchers there, check it out. AlphaGeekRadio.reddit.com. And then just shoot me you know, an email, the, the show at alphageekradio.com with your Reddit username, and I will get you mod privileges, and we'll have tons of Cool. Fun. That's cool. For next week. Okay. We'll return to something resembling a regular show, where we're not honking on my lay about our con experiences. Cause, yes. Because it was so cool. Yep. It was a lot of content, and it was a lot of fun, and there was a lot of games. So there's and lots of stuff for you to go, to go and play yeah. and see and hear and listen to. We have so many shows on our network now that you are never going to be bored. No. Never. No, no. Just added three more. Yes. Ever. <laughs> they just keep coming. That's right. So, yeah, um, do check out uh, the recent editions. If you come over to alphageekradio.com, click on Shows. The list keeps getting longer. We just had one new live show and two new pre-recorded shows. So the new live show is The Closet Geek, which is actually a four-sibling, so four brothers. Jeez. Panel show. And in between beating each other up, <laughs> making each other bleed from the kidneys. You've mostly <laughs> summarized that. Uh, they discussed the... Uh, week in Geek News. Uh, Len Peralta, who I got to meet and hang out with a bit at uh, Dragon Con, has added... He was already on the network with Jawbone, which is the uh, show he does with his wife, uh, Nora. He's added Geek a Week, which is his interview show. So what Len does, he is a an artist, and he will make a trading card of you as a geek. So he's got... And... and He's been doing this for years. which just makes the trading card and kind of a cartoon mm-hmm. caricature of, of a well-known geek and their stats on the back. With the next generation, they're actually going to make a trading card game out of it. So it's going to his cards from Geek a Week will be an expansion pack to an existing game system that a friend of his is making. Oh, that's cool. So he's going to give all the existing Geek a Week card stats that work with this gaming system. Yes. But he also, when he does a Geek a Week card on you, he does a, an hour-long interview with you. Yeah. So all oh. the interviews from Geek a Week are now going to be appearing on Alpha Geek Radio. Cool. And then the most interestingly titled addition to the 24-7 server, Sleeping with the Elephant. Don't ask. (coughs) But ask. It's a culture class clash podcast between a Canadian host and an American host where they get together and compare and contrast American culture, pop culture with Canadian pop culture and the interesting differences therein. Somehow when you said sleeping with the elephant, all of a sudden all I could think about was I thought it was an American podcast versus with with an Indian podcaster and then comparing because elephant. But 
Apparently in this one, the USA is the elephant because the character in their logo for the Canadian side is a beaver. Oh. Because Canada. That right. would be difficult. I'm sorry. Just that. Does, does it just go there. Does the, I was going to say, does the... Um, is it a giant the, beaver? Because if it was just a little normal-sized beaver... See, you could take that, you could take that either that direction. <laughs> okay, there's the title of the show. Was it a giant beaver? Was it a giant beaver? beaver? Yeah. <laughs> And, and we have a show. Yeah. <laughs> Join us on the web, www.alphageekradio.com. Follow us on the Twitter. The show is Alpha Geek Radio. I beg your pardon. The show is Hardcore Casuals. The network is Alpha Geek Radio. I am at Gnomewise. You are Daxa underscore. Daxa C-H. No, Daxa C-H-D-A-K-S-A. Mm-hmm. Izzy Grail, I-Z-Z-Y-G-R-A-I-L, and Iolite underscore C-H on Twitter. Uh, you can send your mail and suggestions to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. If you have the tunein.com app, just search for Alpha Geek Radio. You'll find all four channels there for live streams and recent repeats. I have been Nomewise. I have been Daxa. I've been Grail. And I've been Iolite. And we are old. Bye bye, radio people. Bombadida, 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 Bombad